All right, we're live. Happy New Year. First Hooray. show of the new year. Um, yeah, happy New Year. Yeah, from we what I've seen, it. it's First a way better year. year. It's yep. to end the last year. Yeah, nothing yeah. bad from 2020 made it into 2021, so that's great. Glad to see that's yeah. going on. For sure. How John, have you guys been? Back home. Yes, thank you. Uh, flying back sure. here was incredibly stressful. Uh, don't <laughs> yeah, I can travel imagine. during a pandemic. Don't travel, no. If you don't have to. Don't travel. <laughs> yep. Um, but anyways, let's get right to it, because this is going to be a beefy show. Thick with oh, two yeah. Cs. This is the 2020 Game of the Year celebration, spectacular, um, amazing, friendly neighborhood. It's all of those for Top Down Perspective. Um, I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. Uh, just to kick some stuff off with how this is going to go, in case maybe this is your first time do, uh, listening to one of these Game of the Year shows. Uh, first off, we're not doing a collective list for any of our categories because um, it would make no sense. Uh, we don't play enough of the same games. It, we, would, we would just be arguing there's not enough of it. So each one of us has our own personal lists for all of the like, I think we counted eight or nine categories we have. Maybe, maybe there's ten. I can't remember. Um, as well as the community uh, submissions that we've been talking about for the last month. So as we go through... Um, we'll announce what you guys voted for alongside what we picked. Uh, big thanks to Paul who pretty much single-handedly did all of the community stuff and got that organized. Um, so for sure. Thank you there. But let's, let's just at the, at the beginning here, let's say what categories we're going to go through. We have 2020s 20 XX game of the year. That's a game that did not come out in 2020 or 2019. We have 2020's 2019 Game of the Year, which is a game that came out in 2019. We have Most Disappointing, Biggest Surprise, Audio of the Year, Patreon Game of the Year. Then we have our big Game of the Year list. That's the only list we'll have 10 full games for. We will then have some honorable mentions, a bunch of games we wish we could have gotten to. And then we're going to guess what our 2021 Game of the Year is based on the information we have at our disposal. Yeah. Um, so I think without further ado, let's I, let's say let's go. Paul, John, Sean, we'll go in that order. Paul, what is your number three 2020 20 XX game of the year? God, that's so fucking confusing. Uh, 20 XX <laughs> 2020 game of the year, or 2020 20 XX game of the year. Third place was Jimmy and the Pulsating Mass, uh, a game that. I was never going to play because I thought it looked stupid as hell. Patreon made us play it. I fell in love with it and played a whole shitload of that game. I really, really enjoyed that game a lot. Right on. I guess thanks to whoever made us do that. I don't remember who it was, but yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. John. Uh, my number three for 2020's 20XX game of the year. Lords of Thunder for the TurboGrafx CD and the Sega CD. This is a, a shmup where you just run around as an armor dude with a sword. Uh, you have different types of armor you can put on, but the main reason this one made the list is because the soundtrack is absolutely incredible. Uh, and both versions have slightly different ones, so you can find which one you prefer out of the two. Uh, TurboGrafx CD was my favorite of the two. But yeah, no, the, it's a solid shmup with some fun gameplay and really good music. All right, Sean, what about you? 
my number three is new super lucky's tale um i'm in fact still kind of playing through this right now it has just been kind of a great palate cleanser between games it's not hard the levels are just difficult enough to be engaging um and it's just it's just a decent solid platformer uh, that i could kind of go into at any point um and i appreciated that okay and the community's number three 20xx 2020 game of the year was celeste awesome choice nice for sure okay so number two for me uh this was a year that i was asked to play mega man uh zero because i had never played them before so i just put the uh Mega Man Zero slash ZX Legacy, even though I only mean Mega Man Zero, one, two, three, and four, because those are the I ones mean, I mean, that still works. Year. That still works. That came yeah. this year. Uh, and it's kind of <laughs> cheating because it's four games, but I'm going to include them all because it was like a month worth of time and it was just fantastic. It was a great time. So, yeah, uh, Mega Man Legacy, I guess, or Zero. I guess if I'm going to choose one, I'll say Zero Two. Uh, but yeah, those were a great time and I'm really glad I did that this year. Okay. Uh, John, my number two for 2020's 20 XX game of the year is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Finally got around to playing through that full game this year. And while I got really frustrated during it, I really hated the, the very precise cutting mechanic that they wanted out of certain boss fights and like certain parts of the game the cutscenes and the music more than made up for all those shortcomings. They definitely knew how to get hype out of that no matter what. So even though I had a bad taste in my mouth by the end of the game, I also had a smile on my face. So nice. Nice. My number two game is golf with your friends. Um, nice. I, it's okay. a, it's a fun co-op game. That game is stupid as hell. Um, that's, <laughs> I don't probably the closest I've wanted to like throw my controller for some of those dumb hits. The camera is terrible, but when you're doing that with friends, holy smokes, I don't know if I laughed harder at a game this year. Um, And I'm anytime they put out a new stage, I'm going to be playing that uh, as soon as possible. For sure. Uh, For number two, for the community, it was persona four slash persona four golden uh, because people kind of put those together. Uh, which makes makes sense sense. yep uh so yeah that was the second place for community and my 20xx 2020 game of the year goes to nine hours nine persons nine doors 999 because i played it this year so good man it's one of the best visual novels ever made yep period anytime someone's asking me about like a a, like a recent visual (laughs) novel i'm like there's a better one if you want to just play like the best one. And I always say that one. Yep. So I experienced that this year for the first time and it was fantastic. Uh, to the point where I'm probably unfairly going to be comparing a lot of visual novels to it from now on. So yep. Yep. that, that sucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. My uh, 2020s 20XX game of the year is Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Again, nice. finally sat down and played through all of that. Uh, that game is a very solid platformer. Holy cow. Uh, yep. It's really good. Definitely got that difficulty. I can see why people were a bit scared of it. But uh, it also just has really good controls, uh, good spread out of the of secrets and stuff like that. It just felt fun to play. There's a little quirks here and there, but otherwise it was a very strong platformer. 
Yeah, one of the best nice. funky modes in a video game. <laughs> uh, my number one uh, 2020-20XX game of the year is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I had basically forgotten that I had played so much of this game, and as I was going through my list today, I was like, well, there's no way this can't be the number one. I talked about it for like seven weeks straight <laughs> on the show, yeah. so it just kind of had to be there. Um, sure. That's a good game. There's that's a lot of game. There's a lot of game there. And I now I'm playing Valhalla. So I'm an idiot. <laughs> All right. Uh, do either one of you want to take a guess as to what the community 20 XX game is of the year? Yeah. Smash Bros. Ultimate. By a landslide, oh. But, oh, it's probably Smash yep. Brothers. Yeah, it's Smash Bros. Ultimate for yeah, 100 yeah, percent. One I, by a landslide. That's the only one I'm probably going to be able to guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. moving on. 2020's 2019 game of the year, a game that came out last year that, for one reason or another, we enjoyed it quite a bit this year. Uh, Paul, start us off. Yeah, um, actually close to when I was playing 999, I also played through Shovel Knight King of Cards DLC specifically, and that thing was fantastic. That's my favorite Shovel Knight thing besides the main game, so I absolutely loved that thing. So it's my number three uh game of the year for 2019 <coughs> uh my 2020 2019 game of the year uh crackdown or sorry number three spot anyways uh crackdown three so nice. i i i know i'm a bit surprised too uh i had never gotten into the series before and then honestly this was probably a lot of most fun i've had with the game on stream this past year playing co-op nice. was a blast I, it very much has that ooh a piece of candy feel uh, it gets a lot of things from the older games right. Uh, still not perfect. It's still missing some things there, but I really could go for a Crackdown 4 after having played this, even if, or, you know, a Saints Row 4 again. But Yeah, yeah it's no, basically it, it just was, missing, like, huge purple dildos. No, the, the flying. Well, I guess I had the wingsuit. Uh, just, I want more crazy. I want more crazy sure. and stuff like that, but what I had there, I enjoyed. Nice. Uh, my number three is Children of Morta. This game basically came out of nowhere when it got added on Game Pass, and I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, It's one of the few games where I said to myself, I probably want to buy a physical copy because I want this on my shelf uh, in some way. Uh, But that is one of my favorite roguelikes. Uh, It is extremely good. If you like Hades, the way they tell the story, you'll you'll like uh, Children of Morta because Children of Morta did that first. Um, That that is very fun. Basically a dual joystick (laughs) shooter. Cool. Uh, the community number three spot went to Kingdom Hearts 3. How appropriate. Mm, sure. Okay. My number two 2020-2019 game of the year was What the Golf? Game that I hadn't played until this year. Nice. Uh, yeah, that game was just fun. I don't know what I was expecting from it because you guys had talked about it a little bit. I, like, I knew it was more than just a golf game. But the way... It's not like, a, oh, they played with your expectations so much sort of thing as like every thing was kind of like a puzzle more than it was like a golf course or something at by the end of it. And uh, that game is way bigger than I thought it would be as well. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that huge would be game. like I thought it was going to be a cute little joke. And then you kind of go into the hub and you're just like, oh, there's a whole bunch of holes and there's more down there. And oh, my God. Uh that game is absolutely fantastic, though, and I highly suggest people try it out if you want kind of a quirky little puzzly golf type 
game with uh, weird physics and stuff like that. Very cute. Yep. Agreed. All right. My number two for games that came out last year is Blaster Master Zero Two. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that game is just really good. It's just way better than the, the first Blaster Master Zero. And it actually got DLC this year as well, too, even though it was just a silly-ass minigame. Uh, it, uh, it's still a really fun, tight platforming and uh, shooter experience, so I highly recommend it if you like retro-style games. And my number two is Control. Um, I did the thing I pretty much never do, is I played through that game start to finish again this year. Um because I wanted to play it on uh, Xbox and got, <laughs> wanted to do that in time for the DLC. So I went through all of that as well. And Control is still just so incredibly good. Holy smokes. I just love being in that game and reading weird little stories that are happening. Uh, and I can't wait to see what Remedy is doing next. Totally. All right. Uh, the second spot was a tie between Pokemon Sword and Shield and Super Mario Maker 2 for the community. Makes sense. Okay. All right. So even though it was taken a little bit from under me, and that's okay. My number one was Blaster Master Zero Two. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh Blaster Master Zero One uh is was an absolutely fantastic game and Zero Two just beats it in every regard. It has a better level design in it. It has a weirdly more anime story going on <laughs> in it. That Which is impressive like, considering. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, the addition of like the movement uh, stuff that it introduces into the top down perspective sections was, oh, uh, was just so good. Yeah. I don't know. That game is absolutely fantastic. And people that want a retro style game on their switch, you need to pick it up. It's just so good. Yeah, uh, that would have been my number one if it wasn't for the fact that my actual number one from last year is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Nice, I actually yeah. managed to play through the whole thing this year, finally. And yeah, that would have been higher up on my actual game of the year list last year if I'd actually gotten farther than I did. But uh, it's that fantastic. Was an, yeah, it was an excellent game. Uh, it's definitely got the, the bones of Ega games. It, it definitely has that feel. There are still some really dumb decisions in it. But uh, it was yeah. still it was still a really fun experience. And I'm really glad I got to play it. So, yeah, that's my number one this year. Yep. And my choice. number one, to no one's surprise, is the game I play almost every day. Apex Legends. Um, oh, OK. Yeah. Holy smokes. I play <laughs> a lot of Apex. I just absolutely love that game. Um, and it's it might be the game I put the most hours into ever at this point. So, yes, Apex. Sure. All right, and the community 2019 game of the year went to Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm assuming people finally just finishing it this year. Yeah, it. <laughs> and then was that DLC was that there DLC this year? I don't remember. <clears throat> yeah, the wolf that thing. DLC yeah. was this year. Yeah, yeah, nice. That one was closer. That was uh, a close three between all those. All right, next category is Disappointing Game of the Year. These are games that, for one reason or another, we had high expectations for, and the they fell flat. There was quite a bit of uh, distance between our expectations and what we actually got out of them. Paul. Yeah, so my disappointing games are a little weird. My third one is Spelunky 2. 
And wow. I have to say that the reason why isn't necessarily because I wasn't expecting more Spelunky, but I maybe grew as a person and I just fucking hate that game. Like I, I, the idea of playing more Spelunky after playing a bit of it is just like, oh, like this isn't what I wanted actually though. Like I didn't want okay. more Spelunky, I guess. I guess I wanted like an evolution of it or something. And this is just more of that other thing that, and I don't like it. So sure. it was a bummer. Uh, give me one sec. All right. My number three most disappointing of the year was Marvel's Avengers. Uh, yeah. Even though I'd had yeah. low expectations for that to begin with, it somehow went below them, which is impressive. I really sure. thought, like, uh, since they were just coming off the high of the, the, the movie, chronologically, like that whole giant collection of movies finally ending, this would be the perfect time to do it. They had time to work on it. And then it just kind of came out, was just kind of a man loot and shoot kind of game. It just, eh. I don't think I've gone, yeah. I don't think my hype levels for any game has ever gone down as low as it has from playing a demo than it had for this game. So, Marvel Avengers. Yep, that was yeah. that was close to my list, but not, not quite there. My number three is uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield's first DLC, Isle of Armor. Okay. I was quite excited for them when they announced the expansion pass and getting some DLC. That's a cool thing. They haven't done really uh, like a DLC paid content thing for Pokemon before. It allowed me to play more Pokemon without having to buy like that third version, which I would have just never done. So that was very exciting that they went down this path. But then when they give you Cub Fu and they say grind to get him to level 70, like, <laughs> no, are you kidding me? And I I did not play Isle of Armor until after Crown Tundra because I, I wasn't going to sit there and grind and get this person all the way up. Like, there is absolutely no way. So it completely just I didn't really even get to play it till <laughs> the end of the year, which was a which was a bummer. That was a huge bummer to realize. Sure. All right, the number three place was a five-way tie for the community (laughs) between uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged, Doom Eternal, Paper Mario of the Origami King, The Last of Us Part 2, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Wow. Wow, there's a lot of games on there I would not have expected to be disappointing. Okay. Sure. So for people that think your vote doesn't count, for community survey, it totally does. Sure. Yep. You could have broken that. Yep. Five-way tie. Jesus. It's Yeah, they're all the exact same amount of points for the third place. Uh, my second most disappointing game was Marvel's Avengers. As somebody hey! who liked that campaign mode, that game, as soon as you're done the campaign, is fucking trash. And it is <laughs> not worth $80 Canadian. Uh, even the fact that like they haven't added in the things that they said they were going to add in, like Kate Bishop's not in there yet. Uh, they haven't added they haven't added any in-game stuff end game stuff except for like the stupid hive mode or whatever where you just keep fighting until you lose essentially like fuck that game dude that it had so much potential and like parts of it were fun but it's just muddled with weird multiplayer stuff when they could have focused on really really cool set pieces yeah what a disappointment holy crap all right, my number two is Battletoads 2020. Sure. I, sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm a Battletoads fan, so it's not a surprise uh, that I was excited for this release. But like everyone kept saying, even like in preview builds, like it was disappointing. 
And the comedy, the writing was actually fun. I enjoyed the writing. Uh, the yep. cutscenes were great. It definitely felt like it was it, as a cartoon. It would have done really well. And it definitely felt like that's what they wanted to make because the gameplay was scattershot at best. The beat em up sections were just boring. The turbo tunnel scenes were, were good. Uh, but just like some of the other segments dragged on. There's like three or four chapters. And I think like two of them straight up just don't have beat em up sections. It's just they couldn't figure out what game they wanted to make. And it, it shows because like the third by the third act or whatever it was, I was just like, why am I still playing this? So, yeah, that's my number two. Yeah. Yep. My number two is Gears Tactics, a game I really enjoy the first half of, and then that game runs out of content and just keeps yeah. repeating the same content over and over so that you can see something new or progress the story. And it just, it gets so boring and tedious. Um, part of me does still want to go back and, and try it on since it's now on the series X. I also know that on the series X, they added in the robot buddy as an always like companion. So you basically get an additional character that like can't get hurt to help you at all times. But my assumption is I won't get access to that since I'm playing like an older version. Cause I doubt that could just be dropped in halfway through. I don't know. I need to look into that, but I just went from like really enjoying that game to just falling so flat halfway through. And that's a bummer. I would love to see like a sequel that kind of really knocks it out of the park with the lessons they've learned. Um, yeah. Sure. All right. Number two for the community was cyberpunk 2077. Sure. Yep. I'm almost surprised that's not the number one, but I'm, I'm real curious what the number one is now. Well, let me change your surprise because my most disappointing game is cyberpunk 2077. Hey. As somebody who came in with no expectations for that game at all and knowing that it was still going to fail from all the hype. It's amazing that that thing got out of any like lab or what computer lab or whatever, because that thing is a broken piece of shit that even though I have a lot of fun playing it, that is not a finished product. And I'm surprised that they put their name behind it at all. Like I would be embarrassed to put my name behind that thing. It is so not finished and broken, even in like the most basic of ways that it's like, it's an embarrassment. Honestly, I can't believe that thing's out there. And the fact that they sold it for full price to people and then pulled it off the store because they sold it on things that can't run it. Holy shit. Jesus, man. They should feel so bad about that thing. Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah. And I like that game. I have fun with it. But man, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's mine, though. Unsurprisingly, mine is also Cyberpunk 2077. Did you play it? No. Because before it came out, uh, all the pre-marketing kept causing more and more controversies, more and more issues. And the more and more that came out about the game, the more and more my excitement level for the game dipped significantly. Even before it got to the point where the game was just a fucking glitchy ass mess. I was just like, I don't want to touch this. Like, yeah, I I wasn't even talking about all the like issue industry stuff around it i wasn't even talking about that but if you want to talk about that that's just like one of the biggest disappointments in the gaming industry in the last few years (laughs) like it's so bad yeah Yeah, like uh like cd project red actually mailed me promo stuff for the game they sent me a box (laughs) with six like cyberpunk themed cans of rockstar energy drink 
a hat and a hoodie. I can see they're right over there. I can even show them on camera if you really want to see them. But I felt so gross because of all the shit that was going on. I didn't ne- I never promoted yeah. it. And then when the game came out and it was like, this is just a fucking absolute fucking disaster. I'm like, okay, thank God I didn't do that. Cause I felt gross accepting it in the first place after things came out. So yeah. Uh, weird. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a disappointing game to me. Yep. Yep. Um, and my number one, uh, is, is a deadly premonition Two. for some of the same reasons. That's a buggy yeah. mess of a game. Uh, yeah, I really like the first Deadly Premonition. I bought Deadly Premonition 2 day one, hoping to get some of that. And it's not that it is just a boring, buggy thing that was it was like the frame rate was so bad. I had a hard time playing it on my TV and the yeah. low times are ridiculous. And just the quests are just not fun. Like you have to shoot like eight squirrels and the squirrels blend exactly into the, the ground because nothing looks very good in the game. Like it was just such a letdown over what that first one was. Part of me wants to still go back and, and <laughs> see it through because hopefully the story's good, but like, yeah. man, I'm going to have to like really muscle my way to do that. And that's a huge bummer considering how much I like that first game. That would be on my honorable mentions for disappointing because I didn't even touch it after I saw the frame rate of that thing. I bought it and I just like was like, oh, I'm not playing that after I saw a little <laughs> bit of video. <laughs> All right. And the community most disappointing game is Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Yeah, that makes oh, sense. What was their number okay, two? Was it sure. Cyberpunk? Yeah. Cyberpunk was their number yeah. two. Yeah. All right. Basically the opposite category. Best surprise <laughs> of the year. This is a game that you had pretty much no expectations, no high expectations at the very least. Um, but having played it, you came out of it being completely surprised in a positive way. Um, and that's what these games are. Yeah. All right. My number three, uh, for a variety of reasons is super meat boy forever. For one thing, that game came out. (laughs) Fair. That's a fair reason to put it on there. That that game not only got a date, but it got a date a week before it came out, and it came out. And honestly, I like it. I think it's a pretty fun little game. Mm. Um, you, I'm kind of surprised you're yourself. so positive on it because I just keep hearing a lot yeah. of people being like, "This is not what yeah. I want." This, yeah, this I kind of hated it. Honestly, did you? Oh yeah, yeah. no. This game. I got, totally I got through fine. the first world. and I'm like, why am I still playing this? <laughs> yeah, no, I I like the game quite Different a bit. Strokes. Um, I like it. It's mainly surprising that first of all, team meat actually put it out, uh, was the yeah, huge I'll, I'll thing because I, I kind of didn't think that game existed to be honest anymore. <laughs> I thought that was gone somewhere. And, uh, the fact that like I enjoyed a night with it, it's pretty good. It was fine. Uh, but yeah, that's my number three. I'm trying to remember what year it was. I played that at PAX. I want to say it was the, it was the first year it was there, like 2014, 2013 is when it was announced. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, I played it, like, a week ago, or, like, this past week, and it's like, this is the exact same game that I played six years ago. It controls the exact same, and I still don't like it as much as I did back then, so... Mm. Yeah, I don't understand what took them so long. Like, I wonder if it was, like, a legal it, battle. I, I don't think it's that. I think it's literally they just they bit off more than they can chew. It's they, they Ironically, yeah, they did what happens when anyone names their fucking game something forever. They keep reiterating <laughs> on it and delaying it numerous times. 
I don't know why. Yeah. Just putting the name forever in your game seems to just curse it based off of Duke Nukem. But yeah. Yeah. Like true. you can tell like the, the, the randomized world definitely does not have the same amount of love that the original Super Meat Boy did. Sure. Uh, also, my number th- also all the procedural generation that like, what's the point? You're not going to see that unless you like start new games, but who, why, yeah. who would do that? that? Who's going to like make a new save file every time. That's just, it's weird. It, it definitely feels like a, a game from 2014 though. Cause like runners don't really come out anymore. That kind of stopped. Yeah. Like except yeah. for like maybe like the bit trip runner and, you know, runner three, even that was a few years old. Runners are just kind of an old thing at this point, so it it kind of feels yeah. like an old game. Forever was originally supposed to be a mobile game, right? Yeah, yes. and you could see how it could easily work on phones. I'm yeah. curious what this, yeah, why it's the one switch. Button. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number three surprise of the year: Clubhouse Games. Uh, I was not expecting to like this game as much as I did. Uh, even though it's just a game of other games you know of, like the the net play was good. I've only had one issue with it, and that was when we streamed it last week. And that was when we had four people in the game and Nintendo had server issues. So it was laggy. But every other time I played it online, it's been great. Uh, the multi- the games are fun. They've got just enough charm to them. And just it's just a fun thing to have around when you have people over. So, yeah, my surprise number three. Nice. Uh, my number three surprise is Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, it's basically okay. a knockoff of Assassin's Creed. And I played a lot of Assassin's Creed. So... The fact that I'm kind of this high or I enjoyed that that much after all the Assassin's Creed, like that surprises me. I am completely shocked. Um, And then it's not even from the Ubisoft team. Like they they took the Assassin's Creed formula and they twisted it in a in a really fresh and brand new way. And I I think that is the definition of a surprise. Sure. Uh, the community number three spot was split between four Animal Crossing New Horizons, Bug Snacks Among Us, and Paper Mario the Origami King. I like that Paper Mario's on both of the lists. <laughs> yeah, that's how it usually goes. <laughs> yep. Yep. <clears throat> For sure. All right. Number two surprising game is Resident Evil Resistance, that multiplayer thing that you can only get if you bought Resident Evil 3 Remake. <laughs> um, that game was super, super fun. The biggest problem is that because it's not sold separately or a separate download, I can't get any fucking friends to play it with me. Um, but playing it with randos is fine for a while. I don't know. That game is just funner than it has any right to be, honestly. And it, I feel it was kind of hampered by the fact that it's a multiplayer only thing paired with a game that is four hours long for 60 US dollars. Uh, that thing should be separate and people should be able to download and play with their friends for like 10 bucks or something. And then it would be an absolute steal. But uh, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed that thing. Um, Yeah, it's a good game. My number two for surprise of the year was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Thank God, Uh, an actually playable one again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's really all I need to say. Uh, it, it got the totally. feel back, which is something that people they've struggled with for a long time. It kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, they seemed really confident about it when it came, when it was coming out, which is, you know, iffy. But then everyone was like, no, they're actually they're actually right. This is actually legit, especially after five. Like this year, I played both five and one plus two and they're night and day differences. Holy shit. One and two. Definitely worth your time. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. 
Uh, my number two is Minecraft Dungeons. I had like yeah. less than zero expectations for this game. I barely played Minecraft, um, but I had a lot of fun with this. Like, it's a totally good co-op game. It is something great just to chat with your friends while, you know, you're doing something with your hands in a game. This it, it's totally serviceable. They keep putting a good deal of new stages and stuff in there. Um, it, it's a it's a solid little roguelike game. There you go. Yeah. All right. The second spot was split by two again uh, for the community. Hades and Genshin Impact. Okay. Nice. Strong games. And let me tell you about Genshin Impact, my number one surprising game of the year, for the fact (laughs) that a gotcha game that was made so good that it's a normal game and sets a precedence that scares me for the industry, where it's like, hey, we could get money and maybe make a thing people want to talk about. And I don't know that that's uh, that's going to be good for anybody in the end. I just hope a lot of things don't start adding gotcha mechanics. But yeah, totally competent, uh, Breath of the Wild-like, if you want to call it that. Uh, just game with some cool combat that deals with the elemental rock, paper, scissors like thing of like fire being good against, uh, or water being good against fire and air being good against electricity and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, really, really cool game. Uh, came out of nowhere. Was huge, like absolutely huge. Uh, Still is. Yeah, yep. just super surprising. Things probably never going to stop. All right, no, probably my, not. My surprise for the year again, a game that kind of came out of nowhere. Super Mario Brothers thirty five. Uh, oh, yeah. Again, Tetris ninety nine was my game of the year last year, so no surprise that I'd be really into a game that's very similar to that. Uh, they actually took Mario's engine in general and tweaked it just enough to make it feel just different enough, but also slightly better. I think I like the new physics better than the old physics. Uh, it's definitely like a cool idea just with the chaos that comes from it everywhere. And I like the fact that they keep running special events to just keep mixing up how the game works. I just wish the game wasn't going to disappear at the end of March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm so curious what's going to happen with all those games at march like are they actually going to do it or are they going to be like oh we, we changed our minds yeah i don't know yeah uh my biggest surprise of the year is paper mario and the origami king i've played the last few paper mario games they're pretty bad they're usually mm. way too long um then this one came out and it was solid i really enjoy the combat mechanic making it into a puzzle game that's right up my alley some really great writing um, and just some really inventive, creative and, and great looking visuals with the different worlds and stuff you go check out. Sure. All right. And the most surprising game for the community was Fall Guys. That's fair. Okay. All right. Yeah. Our next category is audio of the year. This can be the soundtrack. This can be the way just audio is implemented. Mm-hmm. Basically, any kind of sounds that the game might make you, is part of why you would uh, nominate this category. Let's go, Paul. My number three for audio is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Sure, yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Um... I mean, I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot about Final Fantasy VII Remake, but for audio, I'll say that is a classic soundtrack and hearing it again in the remixes and like the ways that they implemented in this game just 
shivers every time something new came up or whatever. Just absolutely fantastic. It's a little unfair because I have, I mean, most of us, I think, have huge nostalgia for that soundtrack to begin with. So this is an easy layup. Like, of course, it's one of the best audios for people that care about that game. All right. My number three for best audio was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Because that nice. soundtrack, the soundtracks for both those games back when they were separate were already great. And then they combined them together. And then they added in new stuff. So it, it's kind of a no-brainer. It's got Scott. Yeah, the new it's stuff got fits. Punk, it's got everything. Yeah. Everything they put in was great. Great choice. Easy recommendation. Totally. Um, my number three is not a game that we grew up with the soundtrack of. It's a, it's an original soundtrack. Uh, okay. <laughs> it is 13 Sentinels. Um, okay. Yeah. Great soundtrack. That, some cool the, battle the music. The two parts. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, two, two specific parts that are very yeah, good. Really, really good. Some of the, that first boss fight, uh, in, yeah. you know, that the, the first final boss of World One, that's such a great song. I, you know, for all three of my yeah. games, I was listening to some of my top choices, like while I was putting this list together. Um, yeah. 13 Sentinels is my number three. Nice. Man, that makes me happy to hear. God, I love that game. Uh, number three was Paper Mario, the Origami King from the community. For that's best fair. audio. Sure. Yeah, I heard good things about it. That soundtrack is really good. All right. Number two, Doom Eternal. Because that game <laughs> is not Doom without that soundtrack and music. Uh, in fact, as a test one day when I was bored... I actually turned the music off and tried listening to a podcast, and that game sucks. If you're, not listening, if you're not listening to that music and like in that moment at that time, yeah, everything need, like, about guitar like, solos. Yeah, you need the guitars. You need the clunky guns. Like when you're reloading, you need things squirming in the background and like things screaming as you shoot it. It's easily like Doom is its audio. Uh, there's only one other thing, obviously, that this year like really hit me harder but man the doom without its audio is so bad <laughs> it's like mostly that so it had to be that all right my number two for best audio is hades i just like the way super giants always had a great nice. uh soundtrack oh their games have always had good music but uh, hades just felt right the levels for where they picked all the songs for each world it just flows so well it cuts perfectly from whenever you're ending a fight to go into just relax mode. It fits the tone perfectly. Uh, that credit song is incredible. Uh, there's just a lot of good stuff there. So that's yeah. my number two. The VO in Hades is also great too. Zagreus does a yeah. fantastic job. There's, that whole game sounds great. Yeah, bringing in like the voice actors and everything too is also definitely a super strong choice for audio. Um, my number two uh, for audio is Murder by Numbers. I really like that Ooh. theme song. I like the music during the puzzles. And I think that's kind of the, the big shining star there is if there's good music that you can listen to on repeat while doing the puzzle without going crazy. That's that's a hard thing to get. And I looked forward to a few of those songs every time. Um, Murder by Numbers is just a really nicely presented game. Yeah, sure. Good choice. Uh, the community number two was Final Fantasy VII Remake. For sure. Nice. My best audio of 2020 was from Hades. <laughs> nice. And I don't I don't know what it is. The voice acting is all phenomenal. I think it's the way in the blood hits during the credits is just like 
just like sent shivers down my spine or the fact that yeah. like as you're fighting Hades himself, the music is like swelling. Then the second phase comes in and it hits just so fucking hard. And then the third phase comes in with the extreme measures and it gets even harder. And you're like, what's going on? And then it's over. Wait, are we still and talking then it's about just silent for a second. Huh? No, never mind. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> uh, Hades is punctuated by some of the best sound in video games this year, by far. Uh, and that's obviously not just music. That voice acting is phenomenal. And when you know that it's like only a couple people doing some of the same people in the game, it's crazy. <laughs> that game is just so good. All right. My number one for best out of the year was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, again, it's probably yeah. nostalgia that plays into this, but uh, as someone who went through that game and wasn't really the most pumped about it, uh, that audio shined right through that soundtrack all the covers that it are incredible like literally every moment i can think about that game that i like is tied to the music bringing the whole thing together it definitely kept me more invested uh and honestly i actually like the voices they gave everyone uh yeah. most the main crew were really well voiced uh even though at the yeah. beginning of the game i'm like i don't think i'm gonna like cloud's voice i, I hate how he's like voiced. and by the end i'm like they picked the perfect cloud they really did a great job like and everyone it just Audio, voice, acting, and music all together. Definitely the strongest part of that package. So that's my number one. Mm -hmm. My number one is also Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, Pretty much for all the same reasons that have been said. Uh, The voice acting, I think, is great. I think some of the scripting or the lines that the actors are given are terrible. Yeah. You know, but... um, No denying that. uh, But the, the voices match... Uh, which is which is a hard thing to do. You're like you're looking at a 20 year old game, and it's like we gotta now all basic like adding a voice to them is almost reinventing them in some way. Like and and I th- I think I liked everyone they added that gym song <laughs> when you're doing like the pull ups <laughs> yeah. or the squats is so good for the, one of the just silliest things. And yeah, those boss fights you're, you're taking all these songs that we love and then they remix them and they're hitting at the exact moments when the the forms are changing it's a it's a great soundtrack yeah it absolutely is uh can i give a quick shout out to something that almost made my list but didn't i gotta say streets of rage 4 has one of the best soundtracks uh to just listen to an original soundtrack of this year but i it's not as good as everything else yeah i it definitely wouldn't take my top three for me either that soundtrack, I got so mixed feelings on that because the first couple stages are just kind of meh for the soundtrack, and I I absolutely That's despise good. the sound the the end of stage jingle versus the old one. Like I just hate oh, how the, the yeah do, 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 yeah like that how it's happened. not in the new one and it just sounds so weird by comparison. But like after like stage three or four, that soundtrack fucking <clears throat> runs. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh Specifically, I can't remember what it is, but you start in the sauna and then you go to the elevator and then you fight. Oh, Max that's a good at the one. Top. I was thinking that the track, uh, oh oh that track. I get I get that same feeling for the boat stage where you, like you start off on the oh, boat yeah. and it's like super peaceful, and then when you break into the boat, like the this the techno just hits really hard and goes at like a high BPM. It's just so good. Yeah, I had to cut that out because I mean Hades, Final Fantasy, and Doom. There's yeah. no it doesn't roll with those, yeah. but goddamn. <laughs> Yeah, Tony Hawk was just like, all right, I can't, I can't do that to Goldfinger. <laughs> <laughs> sure. They're going to know. That, They're going to uh, be mad. That is the first song you hear when you load up that game. Like, good. It should be, because that's the one everyone thinks of. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, the community best audio went to Hades, by the way. Nice. Nice. All right. Next is Patreon Game of the Year. We took a list, uh, look at the 12 games we played this year, um, and we ranked our top three. Before we dig into this, I have the list in order of like what we did this year, just to give people reference for those who did not hear this from the Patreon or previous episodes. So you want me to read that out before sure. we dig in? Sure. And Please. let me just say, we include last year's December game, and we don't include this year's December game, since it doesn't make sense with the uh, the voting Oops. to include those in. Oops, give me a second, because I, for- I forgot about that December thing. Uh, what was December's last year? I actually do not remember. It was Fight and uh, Rage, I believe. It, it oh, was Fight and Rage. Yeah. I got to change my rankings. <laughs> <laughs> so that means so we include Fight and Rage, and it means we do not include um, Bug Snacks. But Bug Snacks will be included yeah, last year. I got I got to change my rankings. Hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, okay, I well, only chose first one, anyways. so I'm actually making mine quick. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. My number three yeah, game you go first. from the Patreon list is Observation. I believe this was a John submission. Yep. It's pretty yeah. much a visual novel with some puzzles <laughs> in there. Um I, the story's gripping. It's a it's a good-looking game. Um it goes to some weird places you don't expect. Um and it's just like a great, you know, 4 or 5 hours uh to play through. Okay. I can go next. Great. Okay. My number 3 was SpongeBob uh Battle for <laughs> Bikini Bottom. As somebody oh who never God, played really? it, that was a really? great game to spend free money on to play. Yeah, I guess that's such a. I don't like that game. It's so bad. Yeah, I had fun with it. It was fine. Uh, if I wasn't given it for free, essentially, I might have changed my opinion on All it. All I'm saying is, I think there's a reason that most of that TDP Plus episode is about us talking about the show and recommending episodes to you than it is yeah. about. And I watched them, which I feel is also why it made your list because we basically got you to watch SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, I mean that show is pretty good, or at least those episodes that were recommended. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, to read out the list for those who didn't know, last year's December game was Fight and Rage. January was Time Spinner. February was Tem Tem. March is Murder by Numbers. April is Jimmy and the Pulsating Mass. May was One Step from Eden. June was Observation. July was SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. August was Panzer Paladin. September was Battletoads 2020. October was Hades. And November was Mega Man 11. And since December doesn't count for this year, but that was Buck Snacks, just to know. Uh, I guess my top four now. Um, <laughs> fourth, fourth place, formerly third, was Jimmy and yeah. the Pulsating Mass. Uh, yeah okay just kind of like how it made uh paul's list earlier for one of the earlier categories that game was a surprise i expected nothing out of that and got way more than i bargained for that game was really fun and i really wish i had finished it because i had gotten close to the end but never quite committed to it but what i played i absolutely loved and uh for what is just basically an rpg maker game that game has so much heart and charm even though there's a lot of fucked up shit in it too uh but my actual now number three game is also observation Nice. Uh, that was a game I'd just mm-hmm. seen the trailer. It looked very unique. I liked the way it just kind of presented itself and made it sound like this crazy mystery in space. And mm-hmm. honestly, it kind of was that. Like, I like the way everything just yeah. plays out in that game. It's just for being just like you being a camera moving around and just kind of controlling like uh, oxygen systems and stuff in space. It actually was really fascinating. Like, I legitimately loved it. Yeah, you like yeah. it so much. You should check out Tacoma. 
Yeah, very similar premise. Okay. Yeah, I need to check that one out too, actually. I haven't yet. Uh, and so for the, the community, these were only voted on by patrons since it would make no sense by if you're not a patron and you voted on this. Yeah, and the number so the numbers are quite a bit smaller, obviously, for that. Uh, in third place was a tie between Jimmy and the Pulsating Mass and Time Spinner. Time Spinner right. was good. Yep. All right, Sean, number two. My number two is Murder by Numbers. Um, it combines two of some uh, some genres I really like. Picross with an Ace Attorney style game. Um, it looks good. The music I obviously love, and it's just a fun game. I, I really enjoyed playing through that. Sure. All right, John, number two. Oh, right. We're in like a weird order now. That's why. Sorry. Yeah, uh, my number two <laughs> for Patreon game of the year was Fight and Rage. Now that I know that I can put it on the list. Uh, that's just a, like my favorite beat em up now. It's just the combat feels so fluid. It's three players. It's got branching paths and different stages you can go through. It just feels it. Honestly, I love this game more than I did Streets of Rage 4. This is a better beat em up than Streets of Rage 4 in my mind. Like it just it how just was it made by one person? That's like, the what? thing too. It's just one dude, and he basically nailed the genre down perfectly. It's so well Crazy. done. Yeah, if I it's got so many though, unlocks in it too. Hmm? I think we were all pretty cold on it when we played through it. And that no, first I loved it. I, I didn't I think loved we it. liked it. I don't remember us. Okay, maybe I'm misremembering. I remember I, you specifically being really mad about the Doberman guards. Yeah, those. Oh, the Doberman guards the suck. There's They're no so denying bad. that. Yeah. Totally. But like I, I basically said after the first playthrough, that game, the more you play that game, the better it gets, I think is what my okay. end was. I love the game the by case. the end. So that's why it's on my number two. Sure. My number two is Jimmy and the Pulsating Mass for the reasons that I said before. That thing looked like a piece of shit from the screenshots. But man, is that a really, really good game? Like, wow. That is like the definition of you should not judge a game by how it looks. You got to yep. play that shit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. <clears throat> Number two for the patrons was Murder by Numbers. Oh, hey, look at Sean, that. what was your number one? My number one was Hades. Um, by far, out of the Patreon games, I like this game the most. Plays great. You know, we, we've already talked about Hades quite a bit. Sounds great. Looks great. There's a ton of replay value. But yes, easily my favorite game we played on TDP Plus this year. Sure. Uh, my number one was also Hades. <laughs> Same <laughs> reasons. Uh, yep. it was great game, great audio, uh, great ideas. Just an overall fantastic package that can I have to recommend. Yeah, my number one was Murder by Numbers because wow, like game uh, TDP. So I look at TDP Plus as uh, ways that I probably wouldn't have played the game. I had been playing Hades by the, this time. Like I. That makes sense. TDP, TDP plus had no like bearing on my thing at all. Uh, I knew I was probably going to get murdered by numbers, but the fact that like we basically could for free because of the patrons was just super good. I, I really like that. It kind of forced me to play more and more of that game. Cause I like to take my time with Picross and uh, there's enough story in there that I felt like it was warranted that like I had to play through this whole thing within a month or whatever. And it kept me going through it. Uh, yeah, I just really liked that game quite a bit. And uh, it should be no surprise that the number one by 
the biggest landslide I think I've ever seen on the patron poll is Hades. It's such well, a landslide sir. that Hades makes up like 60% of Damn. all the votes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thank you to everybody who votes in that, by the way. Yep. Appreciate it. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. It's, it's time for it's time. the big list. We're now doing game of the year. We each of us have a top 10 list. We'll be going from <laughs> 10 to one. Of course, the community uh, votes will be put in there as well. Uh, yep. Let's go back in correct order. Paul, start us off. My number 10 for 2020 was Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Just nice. a yep. absolutely fantastic time. I really like Ori and the Blind Forest. This uh, trumps it in every way. Um, it still obviously has its problems. Um, but all in all, I really like the presentation of that game. I like like just at a visceral level how it looks. I really like looking at it. Metroidvania games always ha- probably rank higher for me than uh, they should normally because they're one of my favorite genres. So, yeah, I don't know. I just really, really liked Ori and the Will of the Wisp and going through and doing 100% in it and, yeah, loving every minute of it. Cool. Uh, my number 10 was Animal Crossing New Horizons. And I'm going to be real. Nice. Uh, this probably mainly made the list because it was just the zeitgeist it, it had hit at the mm. right time just as the pandemic was starting yeah. everyone was getting into it at the same time it set records and it was the first animal crossing that finally got its hooks in me so it was nice playing the game nice. along with all my other friends and just experiencing that and i went harder on that one than i've gone on any attempt previously to like an animal crossing game so it was just fun yeah. it just it was lacking in content which they've made up for more so now but still like I still feel like I got my fill of that one, even though it's a game I can just load up and just kind of play whenever I want. But uh, yeah, no, Animal Crossing, a nice chill time that uh, finally worked its way into uh, my gaming catalog. My number 10 is The Last of Us Part 2. I think that game just looks gorgeous. That is easily one of the nicest looking games. Um, I enjoy the story. I think it gets a little weird at the very end. But I like the the you know adventure you go on with Ellie and Abby as a character is great. Uh, I I loved kind of the mystery of it and what's going on. There's some really cool highs in that game, um, and I just I like it is a fantastic kind of blockbustery thing that I I had a good time with. Okay, uh, number ten was split between two games for the community: Genshin Impact and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. Okay, number nine, Doom Eternal. Uh, This would have probably ranked higher if they hadn't done some of the decisions they did. Like the platforming in that game was overdone and uh, the worst part of it. But at the end of the day, it's Doom. Uh, It's one of my favorite series, uh, especially with like the revival that they did in 2016. This is just kind of like the bigger version of that with same type of music just crunching away while you're killing a whole bunch of things on the screen. The DLC was one of the hardest things I've played this year. Um, just absolutely fucking brutal. But yeah, I really, really love the murder puzzle that is Doom and having more of that this year was super, super fun. Uh, one of the, one of the top 10 best times of the year, one would say even. Sure. So yeah, that's me. Number nine. All right. My number nine was Ori and the Will of the Wisps. 
definitely nice. the better of the two Ori games. Uh, they they kind of solved a lot of things from the previous game. They still got some things wrong, which is why it's lower on the list. Uh, sure. I hate their de- they put in more chase sequences again, which was definitely like my least favorite thing about Ori. But they put in some boss fights, and honestly, the boss fights were interesting. The the combat change and the different styles of combat you could do were way more than I expected from Ori after the first one, which, where the combat was like basically barely there. Um, it just it felt better, and like the the real thing about Metroidvania that I like is the exploration. Yeah. And the movement system in Ori is always great. Like you get a triple yeah. jump, you get a midair dash, and you get to bounce off of projectiles. There's just it feels so good moving around in an Ori game, uh, and that's like the biggest thing that kind of kept me invested. Even though by the end, I still hate that ending. Uh, sure, but like I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed the journey. This one was more of a journey than destination kind of situation. So that's my number nine. Totally. Good choice. Speaking of journeys, my number nine is Journey to the Savage Planet. Nice. Um, yeah. This is basically like a be on your list. like a Metroid Prime with with less combat, um, fully co op, which which is a huge bonus for me. Um, it's just a fun little exploration puzzle game. You go to a bunch of different planets, you upgrade your ship, you get cool jetpacks and uh, you know weird grapple hooks and stuff, and you're blowing up enemies. No one really talked about this game, but it even came out with some DLC that was pretty enjoyable. Um, yeah, if you like Metroid Prime, you should definitely give us a shot. It's on Game Pass, so like, why not? Um, but Journey to the Savage Planet, fantastic co-op game. Sure. All right, number nine from the community was Among Us. Okay. Makes sense, yeah. Okay. Number eight for me was Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Uh, it had to rank a little bit higher than no, Doom wait, me because too. the one thing. No, it's not. Nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, the one thing that Call of Duty does like better than most games, honestly, is it's shooting. Shooting's solid, obviously. Uh, what really got me about Cold War, though, is the way the campaign actually forces you to like for some of the missions actually do some detective work with the different stuff you find in the different levels and kind of put them together in your hub to like point out the rats in like another level or like to figure something else out in the other one is really really cool uh the story stuff is pretty good and that ending is just fucking spectacular just such a such an overlooked game I think it'll be this year because the thing people care about with Call of Duty and talk about all the time is the multiplayer. The multiplayer in this one's not very good, but that campaign is just like exactly what I come to this series for, and it definitely delivered in droves. All right, uh, my number eight was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Like I said earlier, it's Tony Hawk. It's back. It is It's comforting. It, I, that's no other better way to describe it than comforting because it just kind of got everything that was good about the series and brought it back and just give you more of it. It's really well done. It feels heartfelt from people who really enjoyed the series and worked on previous games. And if you like Tony Hawk or liked it growing up to get this, there's no questioning it. Yep. Agreed. My number eight is spirit fairer. I've been looking forward to okay. this game for quite a while. I think it looks fantastic. 
Um, the animation is so well done. Um, and it's just like, it's a really touching story. The characters are very enjoyable to hang out with. There's a hug button. That's always great. I, I don't know any game with a hug button. That's not great. Um, <laughs> but some of those character designs are just so cool. Traveling the world is fun. The mini games are enjoyable. There's a lot of cool moments in that game. Um, and yeah, like I said, in that ending, like it's it, what, what a great story. Just such a heartfelt touching story. They just knocked that out of the park with the de- presentation and delivery of that. Sure. All right. Number eight from the community was murder by numbers. All right. Number seven for me was Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, Although, although short, uh, I mean, Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man or whatever, Spider-Man from like the full game. That was my close to my game of the year that year that it came out. Uh, This is just more of that. Um, I kind of enjoyed that. It was a smaller scope thing because uh, I was like, I would like that I could play it, just kind of get in and out, get a nice little story with Miles. I like the whole feel of uh, all the people like in his life and stuff, like yeah. the deaf girl. That Miles is a smaller scope Spider-Man. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. The, just everything about that, was it just felt like a nice, like, comfy Christmas time uh, game that was super fun. Didn't outstay its welcome. And, uh, yeah, I was super, super stoked to play it. Uh, my number seven was Clubhouse Games, 51 Worldwide Classics. Uh, again, just a good collection of games that played well. You could play it online with friends. And uh, it was just nice being able to play stuff like Mastermind, uh, Connect 4, Uno, and other uh, <laughs> games that you can't legally say the the marketable names yeah. of. Uh, I don't know, it was just it's just a fun collection that's just good to play with friends and just good to chill and relax and just shoot the shit. Totally. My number seven is also Spider Man Miles Morales. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons, that yeah. is just that is a warm game. Like I think of that um, yeah. dinner scene, and it's just it's so nice to be in. They do such a good job. C- creating that apartment um it was also kind of like the big showcase for my new ps5 so that made it extra exciting mm-hmm. um getting to you know enjoy that and 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 you know use a fast travel system that happens immediately like there's no load, loading times whatsoever <laughs> that was awesome to see uh like paul my uh game of the year list for with original spider-man it was like number two i think it only yeah. got beaten by uh god of war so you know i really like that gameplay i really like miles as a character yeah. into the spider-verse is a fantastic movie that more people need to watch for a second time um sure. so i definitely enjoyed uh getting to play as miles and and <laughs> retouching that game uh, kind of from a new angle it's it's a lot of fun it's a it's a very fun game uh, number seven from the community was Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I had a feeling they'd be there somewhere. Yeah. I forgot that even came out, <laughs> honestly, but a lot of people voted for that one, so there you go. All right, number six, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. That game should not be as good as it is because it's been proven that they can't do that game again with the many times that they tried, but... Somehow they found people that actually knows what made those games fun back in the day and they redid it. I don't know how it's just magic. Um, 
it like in this list, it's probably the most fun I had out of a game this year. Uh, just loading it up, just being like, okay, what skater do we have? All right, we, let's go with this guy. Let's do all his challenges. That's what we're doing today. And yeah, absolutely fantastic game. Uh, made me feel like a kid again. And it's really hard for games to get that feel uh, where you're, it feels like the first time you're playing them all over again. It's just so happy. I went back and tried Tony Hawk HD or whatever after playing this a bunch and man that game is fucking garbage <laughs> they, they got it so wrong and like i remember being like no it's okay it's an okay approximation no it i was apparently being too like generous because pro skater one and two feels like how those games used to hd feels like the worst thing i've ever played it's so bad but uh yeah i love that game for all the reasons john said <laughs> earlier all right, my number six is Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Uh, again, nice. kind of a, a comfort series in a way. Shantae games are basically like pretty chill, relaxing Metroidvanias. Uh, they've always got good music. They've always got pretty simple but fun gameplay, fun presentation. They just they just kind of get that feeling right. Uh, they're they're a bit more simple, like I said, than compared to Ori. But uh, it's basically one of those series I know I can pick up a game and be like, I know I'm going to enjoy this. I know this game's going to be fun, so it's worth going into. And sure enough, Digging into the Seven Sirens was a blast. So, And once again, just like Paul, my number six is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. Weird. <laughs> wow, weirdly I'm, in sync this year. That is I mean, weird. after this, there's no way we're going to be as in sync, I can say. Um, but uh, yeah, same reasons oh. as the other guys. Uh, that is just a complete nostalgia trip that they put the appropriate amount of respect into to the point of like the skaters are the current ages they are like that just yeah. seems like a nice little like love message to those specific people. You know, these games we grew up with world or two. That's just kind of a nice touch that I really appreciated. And yeah. yeah, the soundtrack is great. It's everything you remember. The new stuff I like quite a bit. Fits right in. I even put some of those songs on my phone. So definitely love the soundtrack. And there's just something enjoyable about going for one specific challenge, screwing up, restarting the stage. Going to the challenge, screw it up, restarting, and just that that rhythm going through it. I had never played two, so I got to experience that for the first time. But I played the hell out of one. I think that was my first PS1 game. Um, so it was it was really enjoyable going back to all that. Yeah, what he said. Yeah. All right. Um, the community number six was Ghost of Tsushima. Nice. Yeah. I was a little Top surprised. Five. Top five. The big ones. Here Top we go. Five. My number five is 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. One of the best uh, uh, visual novel tactics thing. I've ever played. I don't know. That's a weird combination. Uh, it's weird because this is a year I played 999. So it's like not the best one I played this year because uh, I still think 999 is better just for a variety of reasons. But yeah. I was uh, pleasantly surprised at just how far 13 Sentinels goes for it with, uh, yo, do you like sci-fi stuff? Well, here's every sci-fi trope you could probably think of somehow weaved in the <laughs> yeah, story sure. of 13 people and... Uh, the end of the world essentially but maybe not i don't know just timelines on timelines parallel universes uh matrix stuff going on there ghost in the shell stuff going on in there just straight up mech anime shit going on it's 
fucking crazy how much shit they have going on in there. And somehow it kind of, you never really get too, too lost in it. Like you're as lost as they want you to be. But at any time you're able to go into like the analysis mode or whatever and kind of look at the timeline because you unlock stuff on the timeline as you go through it and kind of read it out for yourself and make sense of it. And you can kind of catch yourself up pretty quick. And even though like the story stuff is really the stuff I really liked in this game that I really, really, really enjoyed the combat stuff as well. I thought it was super fun just doing this weird tactics game with like a million things attacking you. I guess the biggest problem I had with it is that I kind of wish like I actually saw the mech. Like I kind of wish it wasn't just placeholder art essentially for what your where your guys are and like what way they're shooting and like where things are kind of wish there was kind of like a zoom in feature or something um but yeah i don't know 13 sentinels is definitely one of the most unique experiences i had this year and i think that's gonna stay with me for quite a while that's why it's in my number five all right my number five is Mr. Driller Drill Land. Uh, finally, a game from the GameCube era in Japan makes it over to North America. And it's on a portable system with an online leaderboard and just a bunch of absolutely brutal challenges. Uh, instead of it just being the standard Mr. Driller gameplay, it's all kind of like turned on its head. They're all themed around other uh, Namco games and other mini games. Like there's one where you play as a vampire hunter where you're trying to uh fight dracula there's another one where you're hunting for treasure in caves like indiana jones there's just going into space and just kind of digging through stages as fast as you can while meteorites are trying to attack you and there's just there's just vanilla driller in there there's just a bunch of different crazy modes in there that kind of just turn mr driller's standard gameplay on its head and like i said it it's a game that I remember playing a bit back when my friends were into like hacking game cubes. Cause it had local four player multiplayer, which is also rare for Mr. Driller and just having a, a portable version of that finally. And in English was just really nice. So that's why I made my number five. Nice. My number five is animal crossing new horizons. I've played all the animal crossing games. Although this is probably the one I put the most time into since maybe the DS one. Cause I, and, and in the GameCube one, I put a lot of time into as well. So it's definitely top three. Um, but yeah, no, this obviously hit at the right time. It's exactly what I wanted. I love the animal crossing series. A bunch of my friends who like, don't even really play games got this. So I had a ton of people to play with and do fishing tournaments and the bug catching tournaments with, I had like fun group chats online talking about animal crossing and we were all sharing stuff and whatnot. It was a fantastic social game. My girlfriend bought herself a Nintendo switch online account so that she could play this game and play with our friends. That's pretty unheard of. So I could even play with her quite a bit, you know, watching her play, competing for how much fish we could each catch. And, oh, you caught the super rare one. Now I definitely have to try and catch the super rare one, yada, yada. I like the Animal Crossing series a lot. I'm probably never going to go back and play this one again. That was like a really great two months and it burned real bright, but it's pretty much done at this point. Um, But that's like all Animal Crossing for me. So I'm not surprised. Sure. The community number five was Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. My number four is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay. Uh, nice. Great game. A game by all rights that should not have worked out. Like, how do you remake Final Fantasy VII yet only release, I don't know, 20% of it 
I don't know, man, but they found a way to pull it off. Um, everything about that game is old and new at the same time. It's just like there's things in there that it's like, hey, I remember that. There's my nostalgia. But also, what the hell are they doing? Oh, that's weird. Um, the biggest problem I have with it, if like any, is that I want more of it right now. And I hate that I have to probably wait like 10 years for this story to be done with their timeline that it's taken to do shit. Uh, also, it's a little weird. That's called Final Fantasy VII Remake without like a part one or something. And it's a little confusing when you talk about it that, oh, yeah, it's the remake, but it's only kind of part of it <laughs> or whatever. But uh, seeing those characters again, voice acted in the way they are, just great voices uh, that combat system is one of my favorite combat systems of this year. I had so much fun doing the arena stuff and the hard mode uh, boss fights and stuff, the uh, summon fights and stuff like that. Yeah, I just absolutely fell in love with that game again. Uh, yeah. All right. My number four was Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. Now, I already liked the first Curse of the Moon, which was where they basically took the Bloodstained characters and put them in an 8-bit uh, Castlevania 3S game. But this game ramped that up to, like, the 10th degree. They made... There's less stages, but they're bigger and more varied with a bunch more branching paths. There's a bunch of different ways to do the story. There's, like, four different modes of... Cha like, chapter modes. Uh, you can make certain choices to change how the game plays out. There's eight playable characters, or no, it's seven actually. Uh, technically eight if you cheat. But like the fact that there was just this gigantic roster of characters, and like some of them were new, uh, a bunch of them were from the actual proper Bloodstained game. Uh, but they all felt different and familiar, and like everyone played so differently in that game too. Like each way, each character you use made it feel like you're playing a completely different game. So there's just so much love put into this product, uh, and they. Are, I think they are still putting out DLC for the game because they put out like a boss rush mode. They think they put out another difficulty. I think there's something else they're adding to it. It's just uh, honestly a really good package. And I'm legit curious how Bloodstains classic mode, which I think is coming out in a week or two, like the actual Bloodstains getting a classic mode. I want to see that mm -hmm. is in comparison because I, I don't think it's going to live up to uh, Curse of the Moon 2. I'd be surprised if it did because, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, my number four game is Coffee Talk, uh, which oh, is pretty weird. much okay. a visual novel. Um, it's very similar yeah. to Valhalla, the bartending simulator visual novel. Um, but instead of making mixed alcoholic drinks in a cyberpunk world, you are just making various coffees and teas and hot chocolates in what looks to be like a Seattle uh, it's constantly raining out and weird little like monsters come and hang out with you in the store. Um, it just kind of hit at a really great time where what I wanted was a chill uh, visual novel to play through where, you know, all the characters are enjoyable. The story is engaging enough uh, with some weird like mystery alien stuff going on. Um, I just I really like the way it looks. I like the music they put in there and you know, it, it's it's not a long game. It's not a huge game, but it just was kind of exactly what I wanted at the right time. So it's really stuck with me this whole year. Um, I highly recommend it again. I, that's on Game Pass. At least it was back when I played it. Um, so that's Coffee Talk. OK, number four from the community was a tie between Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity and Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
My number three game of the year was Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, cool. As somebody who likes an open world game for a couple hours and then usually puts it down because I can't be uh, can't be fucked to finish it, Ghost of Tsushima is absolutely something special. All the same mechanics that like other games have done before mixed together. Uh, probably the best. Even though I said I think like one of the best combat systems was uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ghost of Tsushima's combat is absolutely phenomenal. And by the end, like, it seems like you're never going to use anything but the, like, main slash or something. You probably could, but by the end, that game tests you and your knowledge of switching between stances and parrying and blocking in a way that, like, I was actually surprised at how difficult and cool some of those fights were by the end. Uh, Good story going on through it. One of those stories where there's no real bad guy. It's just that, like there's a problem going on and people are dealing with it in certain ways. And some of them oppose what you should be doing. Um, even like, even the bad guy, yeah, like everyone's had to cross the line in one way. Cause yeah, you even feel times from, like, are tough. not the, not the main antagonist, but another antagonist in the game by the end. Like, it's just like there, you feel for them and like, even though that they kind of fucked with you a lot of the way and you kind of feel bad for them as well in their journey. Uh, Absolutely phenomenal looking game. The fact that that has a like weird co-op raid mode that is completely different and awesome looking is hilarious to me. I really want to play that, (laughs) but like that single player is uh, beefy in an amazing way. And I think it's just one of the best experiences uh, in a long time, let alone in the year. So Ghost of Tsushima, number three. All right. My number three is cheating a little bit. Uh, but <laughs> it is Spider-Man Remastered. Uh, I'm basically... That counts. Hmm? That counts? All right. Yeah. That's not cheating. It came out this year. All right. Uh, Spider-Man Remastered. It is uh, the re-release of Spider-Man for the PS4 with all the DLC, and it came uh, attached to Miles Morales. So I think I, I'm just going to count them all as one at this point. Totally. Really. Yep. I basically yeah, it does have that bad-looking Peter, though. So, like, is it actually better I, than You know what? You, you get used to one? it. It was weird, <laughs> but you get used to it. Not my Spider-Man. Uh, I, I liked <laughs> Spider-Man when it originally came out, but uh, open-world games and I have a bit of a mixed history where it's just there's too... You have to sink so much time into them. Yeah. They're just they're just a huge time sink. But uh, the remastered actually hit at the right time because I was trying to keep myself out of the office more to kind of give myself more time to recharge my batteries. And as a result, I, I needed a game to dig into. I was like, oh, hey, there's Miles and there's the original. And I had never finished the original, so let's get into that. So uh, On a brand new PS5! Pretty much, exactly. And thanks to the being the PS5, there were like next to no loading times. It was crazy how fast things ran on that compared yeah. to the PS4. Now, the remastered was ridiculously glitchy when I played through it. They've been yeah, patching it since, so it's probably fixed a lot of it. But honestly, some of those glitches were so funny, it kind of added to the experience. I tweeted out a lot of them as I was playing through the game. Uh, but, like, I just, I love, I always love Peter's story. Uh, I like this version of the story. Uh, it's interesting seeing the deterioration of uh, the relationships that Peter has with people, because it just, it's the shitty sign about being, like, a, a hero and stuff like that, is, like, not being able to save those close to you uh in either as yourself or as the hero version of yourself i just I, i've always loved 
uh, Spider-Man in general because of parts like that. And just Insomniac just nailed that. The uh, J. Jonah Jameson podcasts. JJ's podcast oh, is just what an asshole, yeah. but like it's just it's entertaining so yeah. being mad at yeah. him, basically. Um, the DLC for the game, not as good, but I was extremely happy to see Felicia Hardy, the black cat. She's one of my favorite Spider-Man characters. So just seeing uh, her and Peter interact was just like so great because that was one of my favorite things from like the, the early 90s Spider-Man cartoon was when they had that there. Uh, mm-hmm. It's funny because uh, if you listen to the, the DLC as well, too, uh, in the third part of the DLC, the final part, Barrett's voice actor shows up suddenly from Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's the first time I've heard him out of anything else. I was just like, that is that is the same voice that comes out of Barrett, straight up. Same intonation, okay. everything, and it threw me off. It was just a random thug hmm. you hear. Is he also screaming about global oh, warming? Uh, <laughs> I think he actually does at one point, okay. <laughs> which is weird. Uh, More people yeah. should. Yeah, digging into those was great. And then going to Miles Morales as well and just seeing like the immediate continuation of that story, but from another angle, seeing the person that you saw kind of get broken through all their relationships suddenly be thrust into like the mentor role was also like a nice twist on things. And Miles is a fun character that I don't have as much experience with as I do with Peter. So it was nice seeing that side of things. Uh, Miles has so many like improvements overall uh, over the original but like I don't know what it is about it. I just I just felt I resonated more with the original. Uh, sure. Just in general, I just because I just I guess because of the history I have with Peter at this point. But uh, it was just nice seeing like a, a peak of things that I'm not used to seeing with that, and the improvement over the original game, and then just seeing uh, all the things with like Miles and that being more invested in his world now. Now I want to learn more about his world on top of that, and now I'm excited to see where because both of those stories have intertwined parts that connect together that I really want to see what comes next. Cause they've definitely teased like, Hey, we want to do this next. And what they've teased looks really cool. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man remastered and uh, miles Morales, my number three, man, the fact that you played all of it too, like you yeah. were saying, like time's a premium for you. I know the fact that you played all of it. It should, uh, like should I said, I, I've been trying to like <laughs> take myself out of, being like in trying to do work and actually have like yeah. unwind time and just the PS five coming out and then just being Spider-Man. I'm just like, you know what? This is the perfect time. There's, there's no yeah. other time to do this. Great now. choice. Yep. For sure. Uh, we're on three, right? Three. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Three. My number three is final fantasy seven remake. Um, that's a great game. It looks great. Obviously it sounds great. Um, you know, it was my favorite audio of the year, but I kind of love that it's not just a remake. You know, it's not just a remaster. It's it's kind yeah. of a reboot, but it's like its own thing. Like, so you're constantly like going through a thing and like, what's going to change next? Or was this part in it before? And I don't remember these characters getting any kind of screen time. You know, all the stuff with Jesse, uh, the 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 yeah. motorcycle boss that that was not in the original Final Fantasy. Like that guy's weird and. It's it's just really great seeing them being like it basically making a new game, but hitting like the the pillars that you would need from a Final Fantasy seven. And it's yeah. it's definitely one of like my biggest question marks going forward is like, how, what do you, what do you even do next? How different does it get? How close? Like, what will this thing be? And that's so exciting. And But Paul's right. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be alive when this thing finally finishes. <laughs> I don't know. Any this of one took real. so long to make. <laughs> so I, there's a lot more game. Um, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, that was just fun. Hell House. That's a Hell real House special is so moment good that I'll never <laughs> forget. <laughs> like that is a boss fight I will never forget, and it's it's so good. Uh, and it looks so good. Like I just think of the whole part of like Tifa getting her like special dr- dress, and and sorry, and Aerith getting her special dress, and th- that scene looks so good. Oh man, it looks so good. Um, yep. Yeah, that is a that is a really fun game. And it's just fun to be a part of that, like zeitgeist of questions happening around that whole thing. Yeah, totally. All right. Number three from the community was Persona 5 Royal. Oh, yeah, that was this year. Nice. Yep. All right. Number two for me was Spiritfarer. Uh, yeah. Spiritfarer yeah. Is, <laughs> is just a absolutely beautiful game that... I think the message of letting go and death hit at the perfect time with what I was going through in real life. And it was just the most cathartic thing. It's a perfect 10 game for me. Even if it's Wait, not. Did you die and are you a people. ghost? <laughs> yes. That's exactly okay. what happened. <laughs> Explains so uh, much. Yeah. Every yeah. relationship in that game feels like real. The fact that like. Every hug, even though it's a hug, is different, and you can, like, feel the expression of love for the character, like, in the different, like, respect for the characters through, like, the hug is a crazy form of animation magic that, like, I just, you don't see very often where every hug looks different and real, like, visceral. Uh, Not since the a theme, boy in his blob has there been such a good hug button. It's so good. Uh, just the, like, fact that I would turn it on, chill, and, like, do some crop farming or, like, do, uh, like, make some stuff, some materials or whatever to make someone's house better. And then they're like, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, no, I'm not ready for you to leave or whatever. (laughs) And then at some point it's just like, yeah, okay, like, it's time or whatever. And then the way that game ends where it's just like, it's time or what? Yeah, I don't know. That game is something special. And uh, I'm really glad I got to play it. I don't know, except for Giovanni. That guy kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, probably he, the one I was the least sad when he left. But what was, what was he also was, crazy uh, is like in in the in mm-hmm. the credits, like they're all based off of like real family members from the development team, and it's like, oh man, oh, you can tell right there, right in the you feels. Can, you can definitely tell every character yeah. is written with like a personal love for that character. It's crazy. Yeah, like you can definitely see like, oh, this is definitely somebody's uncle. Like I, I the frog, you are definitely somebody's uncle or you are yeah. definitely someone's grandma. Yeah. Or you know, you are you were definitely someone's kid. Oh yeah, it's that's a that, crazy game, man. That is a game also that I would not necessarily recommend to everybody. It's, it's hard in some spots to deal with. Sure. But uh sure. it's exactly what I needed when I played it. So, just a perfect game. All right, my number two is Super Mario Brothers 35. Nice. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I already liked Mario, so this was an uh, an obvious thing here. Uh, and I liked Tetris yeah. 99, so combining the two turned out pretty good. Like I said, I spent a lot of time playing this. Uh, they they just keep, even though it's just Mario 1, it just feels so refreshing. The physics are just tweaked enough to feel different, yet still feel good. Um, they keep doing weekly, like, weekend events that are just absolute chaos which are just fun to do uh and uh, it's just a fun competitive game in general so it's just it was a surprise that came out this year and it ranked really high like i spent a lot of time on that 
And I still feel like, oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. No, I was saying that uh, when you were talking about how like it's not all just one one now, it's actually made me want to go back to it because that's what I hated about it. it. It but is like, such a different beast now. Like rarely yeah, will you get in again. one one loops. Like especially play the oh, weekend events yeah. if you want a completely different experience. Because the weekend yeah, events will be like, all right, here's the rotation: one one, one two, seven four, eight four, seven three, eight three. Like they'll pick like all the hard stage, and they'll just be enemies flying everywhere. And they'll be like, you that get a hundred coins, and you start with a fire flower. Good luck. Just it's just that, a that fun experience. Great. Yeah, yeah, I should it's, try that. It's still matches can still go on a bit long, but like now that it's gotten to the point where everything's just really brutal, like they tend to actually end a little faster now, but it's still just mm-hmm. really, really fun. It's good. Good time. Cool. My number two is Hades. Um, I don't really need to say too much more about it. We've all talked about Hades in like every category at this point. Um, yep. I had such a fun time with Hades. I, I bought this on you know, Epic when it launched, I'm, I'm a huge super giant fan. I bought a Hades poster when those went on sale and I have it up in my living room. Um, and the fact that I just wanted it on my switch, I bought it again when it came to switch. So I could do that. Uh, I, I like Hades quite a bit. Uh, number two for the community was Hades. Nice. All right. Now, before we get to our number ones, uh, on the actual list, we always do a thing where we want to see if the audience can figure out what our number one games are. So let's figure out if you guys were correct or not. Right. Let's uh, right. let's get so, Paul the Paul guess, and then we'll hear Paul's actual answer, and we'll do it in kind of that order. Yeah. So for me, it was a huge number of people that guessed Hades was my number one. Okay. And they were 100% right. It's nice. a 10 out of Congrats. 10 perfect game. Yeah, just... <laughs> Very good. What, the best game of the year, easily. Like, I think I have 100 hours in it. Still not sick of it, really, but I had to play other stuff. It is a little weird, because I'm at the point now where there's basically no dialogue. So, like, a lot of the charm is gone. But that's okay, because behind all that charm is still a solid-as-hell game <laughs> that is super, super fun uh, to play. And, yeah, man... Just what an absolute treasure of a game. I can't believe that I put so much time into it, but yeah. And uh, good on everybody for their guests. Very, very good. And again, I, you know, I mention this every time we talk about Hades, but you should go check out that no clip series of documentaries about the creative. I watched that actually. They're, it's yeah. super enjoyable. It's very good. Those are, there's like seven episodes are like 20, 30 minutes each. If, if you like Hades, definitely go check out the no clip YouTube channel. Yep, for sure. All right, my turn. All right. All right, so John's... I'm just opening the uh, thing here. If I remember correctly, they had a real hard time guessing yours. Not surprising. <laughs> nothing I nothing really was, stood out as much. I think it was split between a few different answers, so I'm just going to count them quickly to ensure right. that... Uh, can, can I try and guess? Can I make a guess? You should make a Have guess you said while it, I count is, here I guess, my guess is Hades. That's my guess. Your guess is Hades. So for John, I think this one, sorry, this is like Sean's is obvious as well here. <laughs> in the sheet. <laughs> okay. It's between three games for John. Um, okay. The one that takes it out by one guess is Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
Did you already say that? No. Is that somewhere else on your no. list? I can't. It, I don't remember. It didn't make list. my top ten. I hate that game. Wow. Oh, that's right. You weren't <laughs> super into it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, what is your game of the year? Now, so what were the other two? I'm curious to hear what the other two were. Hades and Spider Man. Uh, they have Miles and Remastered, but I just put them together. That's fair. So did John. It's Hades. Nice. Yeah, I also like. I would also like to point out because that's two of us picking it for first <laughs> place and one for second. Uh, this might be the first time in a long time our podcast actually has a game of the year that we're pretty much. That's pretty cool. Ourselves. Yeah, every now and then we get like a game that's pretty high up there. So I think I think Hades. I can't see anything else being up there that high. So the curse has been broken. I mean, it can't. Te- it just can't. Right. Nice way to go to <laughs> uh, Hades. Yeah, Hades was great. That was such a fun yeah. game. Uh, I love the way it does the story. I love the way it does the music. I love the way the combat is, even though it took a while to get used to, because every now and then I'm playing like, man, I wish there was a block button. And then you realize, no, this doesn't need a block button because of everything else in it. It's just, it's just a fun experience in general. Reese and I played through it together. Like every time we'd play the game, we played through it together and we would just like, we would each have our own characters. We wanted us to see, we would always have our own like combat plans. We would go for like, it was just an overall great experience. That game is super well done. And it's a super easy game of the year recommendation. Like if you yeah. if you like roguelikes at all, like or if you like action games at all, you really should play Hades. Totally. I've heard from multiple people they hate roguelites and they love Hades. I've so, heard yeah. a lot too. <clears throat> yeah. The game right. is also weirdly Sean. always on sale for twenty percent off. Like <laughs> I don't know why, but I <laughs> yeah. feel like every second week you can get five bucks off. Yeah. And now you can transfer saves between the Switch version and the PC version. So you can just, that, if you were playing one, you can move to the other, or you can move back and forth if you yep. are able to travel. So, Yeah. And you can play it forever, basically. Take it from yeah. me. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, Sean, I think they got yours. They okay. overwhelmingly guessed that Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> was your game of the year. Ghost of Tsushima is my favorite game this year. It was Hades <laughs> okay. for a long time. I even, like had texted friends saying i think hades is gonna be my game of the year um and then ghost of tsushima came up fast and it basically got to the point where i was like ghost of tsushima is like number two i need to see how this ends and i love the ending of ghost of tsushima so much i love that final fight that happens on there I i think they they nail it they stick the landing so well i think that game is so cool the the actor who plays Jin does such a good job. There's such a range there. I I just had so much fun. And it makes sense. Like, I love Assassin's Creed games. I had been getting a little stale on them the last few in the series. And then they twisted in such a great and fresh way. And then I get a PS5 and they're like, okay, hey, now it plays and looks even better. And it was already looking great on my PS4 Pro. Like, it is, I think it is such a spectacular game and I had so much fun. And yeah, and for free, they put in a multiplayer mode that's pretty awesome. Like, that's that's crazy in its own right. So, totally. Yeah, I, I think Ghost of Tsushima is so, so cool in so many ways. Like, holy smokes, it's so cool. Yeah. All right. Nice. Exciting. So the, the game of the year for community? Oh, yeah. Any guess? I think this is an easy uh, layup if you think for half a second. Is it Hades? No, Hades no that was number two. Hades number two. I, did or, uh, I don't think Origami King came up. Uh, no. But I don't think it's Origami that, King. 
That's a good guess, but that wasn't it. It's Animal okay. Crossing. I don't think it's Oregon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Animal Crossing. Okay, yeah. I was trying to think, like, what was Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> what was Nintendo? Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. And then we have Pile of Shame and stuff. I will have this spreadsheet, by the way, public for anybody that wants to look at it in the Discord later. So you can see how the votes are tallied up and uh, what's nice. on there. All right, these next uh, few lists can be kind of long, so maybe we'll go in circles. Maybe each of us will say two or three, just so we're not going forever. Um, right. Next awesome. is our honorable mentions. These are games that we really liked. They didn't make the top ten, but we want to give a shout-out. We want to acknowledge them in some way. Um, Paul, why don't you give us a few? Sure. So I actually did a top 20 this year for myself, 20 games of 2020, wow. essentially. Uh so my number 11 was Bug Snacks, 12 was Cyberpunk 2077 cuz I've been playing the shit out of it. And 13 okay. was There Is No Game Wrong Dimension, which is just an absolutely fantastic experience that people should that. try. It. <laughs> I had someone tell I me have about that like years ago list. So. Yeah, you should try it out. It's pretty fun. John. Uh I only had four honorable mentions. Uh, I'm, I'm going to mention Final Fantasy 7 Remake on here simply because as I was writing up this list, I'm like, oh God, it's going to make the top 10 simply because I didn't play enough to put on the list this year. And no, I managed to push it off, which good because I don't, I don't want to give Congrats. that a top 10. So, <laughs> so, uh, I kind of, I'm very torn on that game. I love the music. I love the presentation of the game. Uh, I'm middling on the combat. Uh, sometimes I love it. Sometimes it's just, just disgusting and annoying. Uh, I hate where the story ends, but also I'm completely invested on how it's sure. ended. Yeah. If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, if that yeah. makes sense. I'm just like, what have you done? I want to see yeah. more. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sure. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. No, I like, I keep, I keep going back and forth on my feelings on this one. Um, I think I, it's one of those games where I don't think I'm ever going to go back to it. Uh, but I would probably play Remake 2 just to know what yeah. the hell they're going to do to the story. Like, I, I I loved how they fleshed out every character, but they fleshed them out. They fleshed everything out too much. They literally took a five-hour section of the first game and made it a 40-hour game, which is yeah. overkill. <laughs> I think yeah. if you I think if you cut 10 hours off of that game, I probably would have put it up in my top three. But it just it just overstays its welcome by a lot. Uh, I think they're going to tweak the combat a bit more to make it a bit tighter in the second one, which will also probably meet my complaints. I'm kind of looking at this in like a Kingdom Hearts one to Kingdom Hearts two jump where uh, there's plenty of things about Kingdom Hearts one I like, but two other than the weird fucking quirks it has with the story does all of them better. So I feel like remake two is where I'm going to get actually in and stay in, but mm, no. Sure. Uh, uh, other than that, I got need for speed, hot pursuit remastered, which because of course I love hot pursuit remastered sure. uh, the original yeah. hot pursuit for uh yeah. Criterion. Of course that would be on my list. Sure. Uh, but also just, it didn't quite meet up to everything else. Uh, paper Mario, the origami King genuinely surprised. I like this especially after <laughs> sticker star genuinely surprised i enjoyed this as much as we did recently i played through it and had a great time uh is is there's a bunch of parts that are absolutely stupid as shit but uh and there's a lot of padding in this one as well but i like 
it has charm, which I feel like Paper Mario has been lacking for a while. So it was nice to feel that charm again, even though it's not still what we want out of the Paper Mario series. It was honestly a pretty good step forward. That bomb bomb and uh, section and character. So good. What? The bomb bomb storyline. Oh, oh, Bobby. So good. Yeah, no, I hate how that part ends because it's it's absolutely dumb compared to the previous Paper Mario games because it literally is just like. Hey, let's just ignore that one part about previous games because that would completely rewrite this part. But like, I just, I don't know. Other than that, like it was, it was like I said, it was a fun experience. Uh, and the last one I had on my list was Streets of Rage 4, a game I really wanted to like when it came out and hated when it first dropped. Uh, and then the devs were like, yeah, hey, we're actually going to fix most of the complaints that you had. So uh, then I got reinvested. I found character. I found most beat em ups. I play a specific type of character, which didn't work for this game. And I can play mm. a completely different type than usual. Usually I play like the fast, quick characters or like the, the balanced ones. Uh, and usually hate the super slow, like truck kind of characters, like the ones that will just like drive through everything. Opposite this time around, the drive characters were the most fun. Floyd's to play. so good. Floyd yeah. is great. Floyd was He's actually a good. fantastic addition. Uh, and like I said, they actually made Axel not an absolute pile of garbage this time around, unlike he was at the beginning. Yeah, apparently uh, they fixed him. I haven't tried the new Axel yet. Yeah, so. he's they've they've tweaked him enough to that he's a lot better. Um, yeah, cool. no, that that game took some work. Like the music is phenomenal in that game. Uh, once you get past yeah. the beginning, uh, yeah, no, that that definitely is improved since, and that's what kind of got it on the honorable mentions, but uh, not enough to hit the top ten. And that's my honorable mentions. Okay. A few of mine are Tokyo Mirage Sessions, FE Encore on the Switch. Oh, yeah, that was this past year. That story is terrible. Every side quest is super (laughs) boring. Um, Uh But the combat is really fun, super engaging. Um, The music is real nice. Uh, The sense of progression you get with your characters is is really great. Uh, So it's engaging enough to go through, and it's it's a decent RPG. Okay. I also have Murder by Numbers on this list for many of the yeah. reasons we stated before. I like Pacross a lot. I like Phoenix Wright a lot. Put them together. You're going to get a game I like. Um, and uh, before going back to Paul, I'll also mention Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I love yeah. the Ori games. This one was real close to making my list. This is a really great version of it. It looks fantastic um, when you're playing with HDR and the 4K and everything going on. Um, it's It's a really good Metroidvania. Sure. All right. I had Mortal Shell. Good Souls-like game with an interesting combat mechanic. Too bad it's only 10 hours long. Should have been a little bit longer to really nail it. Uh, Carrion, just weird fluid physics in a murder puzzle. It's a gross game. It was a gross game. Um, We talked about Genshin and Minecraft Dungeons, so I'll skip those. Monster Train, uh, surprisingly fresh take on the Slay the Spire formula that is challenging and super fun. Um, it I don't know. It didn't do anything too new enough to get up higher than number 18 for me. So that's where it sits. And uh, Man Eater. Just, that's just <laughs> yeah. a fun game. I don't know what to say. You play a shark and you eat shit. It's really fun. And that final boss battle is hilariously stupid. Uh, oh, it's all fall, guys. This is fun. That's my honor. Right on. Uh, so I also have Paper Mario Origami King on my list for a lot of the reasons John mentioned. 
Um, yeah. I have Crown Tundra, the second DLC <laughs> from Pokemon Sword and Shield on this list. That was sure. the good one. I had a lot of fun catching all the legendaries and doing uh, the weird little co-op raid battles over and over again. That's a that's a really great piece of DLC. The first one is terrible. 13 Sentinels is also on this list. I like that game. It is in no way near my favorite uh, visual novels. I actually think the storyline gets a little more like too convoluted for what they're trying to go for. Um, But that's, you know, that's just me. Uh, Otherwise, you know, I still I still kind of enjoy those kind of weird, twisty uh, visual novels. Anyways, I've played several of them. I'm playing through one right now. Uh, Kentucky Route Zero is a really charming adventure game visual novel thing that is just extremely it's a low key it is a slow paced game but it is just a nice game to be in it's a weird like it it seems like it's taking itself seriously but then there's like woolly mammoths on boats for no reason and it's it's silly and it's it's a cool game and the last one on my honorable mentions is fall guys i played a lot of fall guys i have a love-hate relationship with fall guys yep my girlfriend's also really into fall guys though so that's really fun to compete with her and and watch each other play and that game is is incredibly stupid and silly totally yeah okay uh our next category is pile of shame these are games we really wish we had gotten to i have a whole bunch on mine <laughs> i have 12 yeah Jeez. Uh, and this one there is an audience submission right so we'll is. get to know what what the community really wished they had gotten to yeah um how many did you did you have just one for community or how many did you tally for that one i mean i tallied literally everything so i could tell you every single one in order if you well, want. what do you want to tell us maybe <sighs> just the top three top three sounds great to me okay uh well why don't we just do the community top three and then we'll go through our lists kind of in chunks again sure so number three was hades uh, number two was a split between three games, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Ghost of Tsushima, and Doom Eternal. And the top of the pile of shame for the community was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Right on. Yeah. All right, Paul, what were a few of the games you wish you had gotten to? How many do you want me to do? Three? I'll do three. Uh, Deadly Premonition 2. I bought it. It looked like <laughs> shit. So I don't know if that, that's a pile of shame thing, but it's there. I could have played it, and I didn't. <laughs> So there's okay. that. Uh, Godfall. I just heard middling things about it. Um, so I never bothered checking it out because it came out right when everything did. So I was like, well, I don't have time for mediocre garbage right now. Uh, Haven. That shit's installed and ready to go. I just haven't clicked the button. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. We just doing three at a time or what are we doing? Sure. Let's do three at a time. Okay. I only had eight, but I have a feeling by the time I've heard both of your guys' lists, I'll have added more to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. I love Vanillaware. I like the games that they put out, but I just couldn't fit this one in. I actually picked this one up before either of you did, but you you both have beaten it before I even got a chance to start it. So, Oh, you liked it before. It was cool. I get it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Except I never got into it, so I, I don't think I can play that card. No. Uh Yakuza Like a Dragon. Again, you know, Yakuza game. But I'm also like four games behind in that series. And even though it's a new protagonist and a different type of game, it still feels weird to jump into it. So I've just kind of sat on that one. Uh, and Gears Tactics. Again, love Gears of War, but I never even played Gears 5 yet. Uh, 
despite loving that franchise. And I love tactics games, but again, haven't sat down and played it. I figured I, I got them both at Xbox Series X launch and then played other stuff instead. Uh, I have Paradise Killer on my list. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of cool things about this. I would like to get it. The art style is kind of turning me off. So that's probably the reason I haven't really gotten into it at the moment. But um, it seems like it'd be really up my alley. Sure. Disc Room. Honestly, I'm just waiting for a sale on Switch. It keeps going on sale on PC, like, a lot. But the Switch one does not go on sale. I'm just waiting for that at this point. Uh, Evans Remains. It's a small little puzzle platformer with like a mystery story. It's very real good. short. Yeah. I actually just started it yesterday. It played like five minutes of it. So that is, I'm about to scratch that off my pile of shame like this weekend. It's very good. That's a really good game. People should check that one out. Uh, okay. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I really wanted to play this, but then I looked at the other stuff I was playing. And I was like, I'm not going to play a Warriors game right now it's just not going to fit in uh which is kind of too bad i don't think it would have ranked honestly it was a really tight year for games so uh but it looked like fun and i kind of wanted to try it uh monster sanctuary this is a small little game by uh an indie developer that is a pitch the pitch is it's like terraria mixed with pokemon in a metroidvania thing so I wanted to take a look at it. Again, it's installed. I just didn't click the button to play it for whatever reason. Um, and Neo 2. Uh, I was um, lukewarm on Neo 1. Like, it has its ups and downs. Uh, Neo 2 by a lot of people. A lot of people say Neo 2 is better. I wanted to take a look at it, but I just never got the chance to. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I thought when think it didn't look interesting to me when it was coming out and then when it came out everyone was praising it and then it just got some traction later on so i was like okay maybe i should actually check this out uh dragon ball z kakarot i love dragon ball z and an interesting open world adventure game uh with with them sounded interesting and then i heard kind of middling things about it when it came out so again waited on it got it on sale for like 20 bucks so might check that out trials of mana uh I had always heard oh, yeah. that Trials of Mana was considered the best of the Mana games, <clears throat> and we never got it originally over here because it was a Fam- Super Famicom exclusive. And then we got the collection that which came out with it with the translation patch, and then there was the remake, which apparently the remake is actually really good versus the Secret of Mana remake, which was kind of eh. So kind of want to check that out at some point too. Uh, I have Monster Train on my list. I, I like deck building sure. card games for sure. Um, I've had this installed for a while. Plan to get to it. Next is Genshin Impact. I've only put like four hours into this thing. I, I really want to just sit down and put more time into this game. And I just haven't put the enough hours to, to warrant that I've played it really. Sure. Uh, CrossCode finally came to consoles this year. And I've had it installed since it came out. But I just don't have like 60 hours to go through an RPG, basically. But I heard nothing but good things about CrossCode when it came on PC last year. <clears throat> okay. Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. I wanted to play this to see if it was on my top 20. It probably would have been. Didn't start it up. It's installed and ready to go. <laughs> Haven't taken a look at it. <laughs> Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Uh, I really wanted to play this one. 
And then I got this idea in my head that I should just play all of them at some point. Oh, God. Uh, like, because the only one I played was, I think, Risky's Revenge or whatever. Yeah. The one that, like, everybody plays because it's been on everything and offered for free many times and whatever. Yeah. Um, so that might be a while, but, yeah, it looks you, good. You can probably uh, skip the first one. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. First, first one's rough. <laughs> Uh, and then super hot mind control delete. I don't know. I just didn't get to it. <laughs> that game's cool. Very. I'm sure it's really up your alley. Yeah. I also had Sakuna of Rice and Ruin on my list because apparently that game has a strong cult following at the moment. I just never got around to it. Oh. And uh, Borderlands Three. Uh, I even went to a promo event for this game. And <laughs> yeah. was, was yeah. that this year? What? Yeah, that was this year. Yeah. Yeah, that was I this totally year. forgot that came out this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, I'm I didn't even finish Borderlands two, so it was just like, is there even any point playing three? What I what I saw of three, I liked, but I was just like, eh, I'll get to it eventually, and then never did. And that's my no uh, no no. Shameless. Borderlands three came out last September. That was a 2019 game. That was a 2019 game. Yeah. Oh, why did I think that was this year? Weird. All right, well then, scrub that there up. Was a bu- there was a bunch of the DLC this year, so that maybe that's what you're thinking that's of. That's probably what I was thinking of as a DLC. Bunch. But you can still want to play it. I don't care. Yeah. All right, <laughs> that's my list. Uh, I have Maneater on my list, which I'm sure I'll play soon, as that is a PS Plus game for PS5 right now. Yeah. Um, Umarangi Generation. I'm hearing a lot of real cool things about this, like, photo-taking game. Um, but I understand the Switch version is nearby, so I might be checking that out. Uh, here the story goes in some pretty crazy uh, places. Eichenfell looks like a fun little RPG that I've also had installed. That's on Game Pass that I've been wanting to check out for quite a while. I just added another one to my list. Okay. So <laughs> did you finish, on, or do you have more after mine? I have three more. You have three more? Okay. I'm just going to go through the rest of mine, and then you can do the rest of yours. Sure. Twin Mirror. I want to see what that thing is, even though no one's talking about it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I should say that, too. I kind of totally just forgot about that thing. (laughs) Yeah, the world did. Don't worry. (laughs) The whole world forgot about that thing. Uh, I don't know if this is a pile of shame thing, necessarily. Watch Dogs Legion is a game I wanted to play at some point. Not enough to, like, buy it or install it or have it ready. But if somebody, like gave me a console or something or a controller and said here play this i'd probably play it for a few hours to check that out and um so like yakuza like a dragon i really wanted to play this to see like if i would have liked it for game of the year then when it got really late in the year i was just like you know what fuck it i'll start with yakuza zero like everybody says too like (laughs) i i was gonna try to fit this in for game of the year talks when it was obvious that that wasn't going to happen, I'll just take the like route that everybody says I should. So, And uh, the last one I added was a game recently that uh, a friend of mine has been talking about called Omori that I've been wanting to check out. Okay, never heard of it. Came out <clears throat> on uh, Christmas Day. A little uh, RPG maker game. Okay, uh, John, your list is done, right? Yep. All right, I'll finish up mine. Wintermore Tactics Club. Um, yeah, that's a good as one. I was putting this on my list, I, re- I didn't realize it had come to consoles already. So like, I want to play that immediately. I thought that was just on like a 
early access PC thing. That's a tactics game about snowball fights at a magic school. I got that. That looks very cool. Right up my alley. D and D tactics. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. I want to play this like as soon as I can fit another open world game in. Because right now I've, I've got a lot going on when it comes to open world games. Yeah. Um, and then last one, again, not sure if it's a pile of shame, but I do really want to play Fast and Furious Crossroads. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I just can't justify paying more than like $5 for what is apparently the worst game that came out this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I will play sure. that game at some point. I, I, I swear by it. All right. All right. This last category we have is 2020's 21 sorry 2021 game of the year so we have to guess what our game of the year this year is going to be and this will lead nicely into us making some predictions about this next year but paul what is your 2021 game of the year going to be you know i want to say that it's going to be elden ring but i don't know that that exists so i'm saying hollow knight silk song okay john uh Dude, I don't even know what the hell is coming out this year. I looked at like a preview list and nothing interested me at all. So I'm going to say Cyber Shadow from Yacht Club Games, which is dropping in like two weeks, because that's the only thing I know yeah. so far that's coming out this year that's going to be in my interest. Okay. And I picked Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh, that oh. also probably would have wow. been on there. That's a fair choice. <laughs> uh, that game looks so cool, and I can't wait to try that out on my PS5. Uh, the community said Breath of the Wild for the most part. No more Heroes if, 3. If it, if it comes out. Two. Breath of yeah. the Wild 2, right? 2, yeah. That's why this question is like hard. <laughs> sure, yeah. You know, it's a weird question. I, I thought it'd be, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, do you have last year's predictions in front of you? Uh, I do now. Yes, I do. Let's see who guessed what and how close we were and such. I and think, let's make I think some we new were ones way off on some of these this year. Yeah, no yeah. one so can see what happened this year. At this yeah. right. D- who guessed pandemic? Who had that one? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sean, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze isn't the last port from Wii U, but they're not going to do Tokyo Mirage sessions. <laughs> wow. And, and they immediately did. Um, yeah, I remember when they announced Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Was that like was two like, weeks well, later? Sean's wrong. Yeah, yeah, it was like, like a week later. later. Yeah. yeah. Did, did they do other ones, though? Was I like half what? right? What'd you say? Did anything else from the Wii U get ported Pick, this year? Pikmin 3 came out like last month. Okay, all right. So I was like half right on that one, and I guess I, and I was probably just upset because they kept not doing the one I wanted them to do. <laughs> I think so actually that you were completely wrong on that one because they, they did port more, and Oh, did you say they weren't porting more, or did you say they would? I said they would, but they wouldn't do oh, Tokyo okay. Mirage. Because so, yeah. I was saying, yeah, they, of right. course, they're not going to do the one I want. So I, I got the yeah. first half right. Oh, yeah, and Mario 3D yeah. World comes out next month. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Nintendo subscription, finally worth it? Nah, that's what Sean said. The like, Nintendo think? Online. I, I still kind of think, nah. I did use it a bunch for Uh, Animal Crossing, but like. So I said yes, and John said no as well. What was this question? Uh, Is a Nintendo online subscription finally worth it? Oh, Um, yeah, I I still think no. It's weird because you guys played Animal Crossing and I didn't, and I'm the one who said yes. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, and John, you played <laughs> Mario 35. Don't you need it for that? Oh, that's true. Actually, that that's true because that was a uh, an online exclusive one. Yeah. Yeah. But I I still say no. <laughs> I still yeah, kind of I mean, say no. It's a super no. subjective one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Apparently related to that, Sean, functionality for Animal Crossing will be as lame as Splatoon's was, is what you said. Oh, are we talking about, like, the app? The uh, oh, the mobile the, phone the, app? The phone okay, app? That, makes, that makes sense. In which case, the answer is definitely no, it's not worth it. Yeah. Well, I was definitely correct on that one. Yeah. Because um, that thing is super lame. I just feel like we're talking about the app because Splatoon was one of, like, the only ones that used the app. Mm. So I was definitely right on that. It, it was lame. Um, next was Metroid Prime 4 playable. Sean, you said yes. I also said yes. John said yes. What, so, what was it? No, no, we're I, all wrong. Metroid Prime 4. Oh, God, no. If it'll be playable. If, and playable. then we, we got more yes. specific. Sean, you said yes, it's going to come out during the holiday. I said it'll come <laughs> out at some point in the year. John says, uh, no, it's not going to come out, but the tr- a trilogy port will. So. Yeah, well, we were all wrong. This must have been before they did that, like, super delay where they were like, we're going back to the drawing board and giving it to a new developer because we have how off we were. Yeah. Okay. Just seeing what else we have here. Uh, another Nintendo console to online service. Okay, so like another NES online or SNES online. Yeah. Sean, you said yes. Oh, uh, I said Yes. John said yes. And which console? John said SNES. I said oh, wait, did they not have SNES yet? I guess not. When did that come out? I don't Sorry, know, but well, I guess I, again, I'm, I'm a bit spaced out at the moment. Which one's this one? This is a Nintendo console, like, online service. What did, when did that come out? This year is a blur to me. I don't know when it came out. I'm trying to find uh, September 4th, like the SNES one was 2019. Nintendo announced that Super NES games would be added to the service. I think I December might have said 1st, as a tongue in cheek joke of like they haven't added anything to the SNES one in a while. Wait, let me see here. Oh, no, sorry. This so, was a different question. No, we all said no to this question. There's okay. not going to be a new console they, on Nintendo. They, and they have not which added. Which is correct. SNES would have already been on there. Right. Okay. Um, will there be any new 3DS releases? Sean, you said no. Uh, I said no physical releases anymore. And John said no. Phys- also no physical releases for 3DS. And I'm actually know. not sure what happened there. Yeah, me neither. No idea. <laughs> Was there any releases at all for the 3DS this year? I think there was still eShop stuff because eShop will survive for a while. But... Okay. In which case, Sean's prediction was just wrong completely then. Uh, I don't think there were new releases. Definitely not physical. The last one, the, the most recent one I'm seeing is like Kirby's Epic Yarn on March 8th, 2019. There must have been something else. I'm just getting the predictions for 2021 started so we can 
jump into that as soon as we're done going over the others. Okay. Oh, no, wait, there's other one. I guess there were some that came out this year. I don't think any of these would have been physical. All right. Are we going to see a Switch Pro in 2020? Sean said yes. I said yes. John said no. Maybe a hardware revision, though. So, uh, wrong, wrong, half wrong, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, that ha- that half hardware revision is, again, still rumored. Yeah. Hopefully for soon. Um, Smash DLC predictions. All right. Okay. You gave three, Sean. You gave Dante, Tracer, and Inteleon. That's a Pokemon. Yeah, okay. Those are still pretty good... Uh, guesses as far as i'm concerned i gave two guesses dante and hollow knight it's a good guess and john gave three dante tracer or diva so like representation from overwatch basically and then pokemon question mark and i don't know what that means (laughs) i think i just said whatever like a new pokemon that comes out on like dlc or something like that or if a new game gets announced this was a year with no pokemon game i didn't realize so yeah. Well, yeah. they had the DLC. DLC for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I. The Overwatch one must have been before the whole. No, it wasn't. Was it? When? When did Blizzard get in all that heat about China? That was early oh. this year. That was early this year. I believe. Okay, so that, early this year or late. Um, I think it was last late last year. year. I thought it was late last Being, year. So yeah, yeah. That, I don't know why I even went with Overwatch at that point, considering. Well, there was a lot of rumors that uh, that like Tracer was coming. Mm, yeah, that's, that's what there I think were it a was. lot. All right, then we got a little depressing. Uh, Sean says Anthem still sucks. Lol. I guess that means they did right. revisit it. Yep. Yeah, I'm, you were right. right. They didn't do anything. Um, for that, mine says EA drops Bioware. That Anthem is still so bad and unforgivable <laughs> that EA is just like fuck Bioware. So, no, that Not didn't yet. happen yet. <laughs> Give it time. And John, John says, if Dragon Age bombs, EA is definitely going to drop Bioware. And you know what? I agree for this <laughs> year. Or for, No, it's not coming out this year. Remind me at Game of the Year 2022 to make that prediction. <laughs> All right, so we're moving that forward then? What are I'm moving that one forward, forward to 2022, but... I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know. Let's go through the predictions and then we'll make new ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are we getting Overwatch 2? Sean, you said no. Or I said no. Sean, you said no. John, you said... No. As well. Yeah, we we were correct. Alright, then we talked about the Sonic movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Still haven't seen it. Still have not seen it. All right. So, Sean, you said the Sonic movie is going to be okay, but forgettable. I said the Sonic movie is going to be bad. And John said Sonic movie is going to be okay. Jim Carrey is the best part. I would say he's right. I would say I'm I completely say wrong because right. I like that movie. And um, what did you say? Okay, but forgettable. I think that's also fair. I think John's the closest. I I would say it's okay. Jim Carrey's the best part. That's exactly what I would say. Sure. Yeah. This is where we got into some more heavy stuff. We guessed price points for the new consoles. 
Okay. So, oh, I know I got this one exactly right. I know that. Mm-hmm. So for the PS5, we all guessed 500. Yep. For, what it was. The, for the Xbox Series X, we all guessed 500. <laughs> oh, we were all right. Okay. Hey. There we go. Uh, Google Stadia. So, Sean, you said... Google will allow downloading of games and pro membership is still needs substantial improvement, but it gets it. Uh, I just don't believe they have. I don't believe they have downloads. I want to say that they keep adding stuff to the pro membership. So I believe that I would say that it is improved. Okay. Uh, I just agreed with you directly because I didn't care enough, I guess, to guess. Uh, John said Google Stadia will be dead by Thanksgiving. No new games. Service is still live, though. It did get new games. Best place to play uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a decent computer, for sure. Also, uh, Bomberman, which is frustrating. That's supposed to leave eventually. It's it is a timed (laughs) exclusive. Just waiting. Just waiting. Yeah. Um. All right, Sean, you said the PS5 launch lineup is going to be underwhelming. I said the same thing, and John said the same thing. We all agreed it was going to be underwhelming. Uh, John said the Series X launch is going to be better. Um, I apparently didn't say anything about the Series X, because there's nothing on me. Better by comparison of what? The PS5. Oh, yeah, uh, no. And Sean also said the same thing. No, the uh, PS. Well, because the uh, the damn pandemic fucked things up. Yeah, I yeah. want to say, I want to say both of those are wrong. I don't think anyone is saying that the PS5 launch lineup is underwhelming. That seems a little harsh, in my opinion. Uh, but I would say it's a better launch lineup than the Xbox One because the Xbox had kind of barely anything. I would definitely say better launch for PS5. Uh, there's definitely been more demand for PS5, but I also would still say it's yeah. a pretty underwhelming launch. What do you think? The Paul? fact that Xbox lost uh, Halo is really rough for them. <laughs> that was really bad. For sure. For sure. Yep. Um, but I bet they're looking at Cyberpunk and just going like, I told you this is why we had to do it, guys. We would have been in the exact situation. Yep. Okay. Are we going to get Breath of the Wild 2? No, uh, Sean said. I also said no. I John said no, also but we get a trailer. said no. Oh, never mind. <laughs> so we all said no on that one uh i think there was a add-on to this do we get a trailer though sean said yes at e3 um oh i didn't even wow. answer to that one and neither did john so i think you just added no but we'll get a trailer d3 and both john and i just said no a new super mario side scrolling game sean said yes uh, I said no. John said no. I mean, I don't do think count 35 Mario counts. 35? I mean, like technically yeah. it counts, but I think the spirit was more like kind like of an the actual next, brand new game. I think the like idea was brand thing. new game. And I would say, yeah, that yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. So I think like yeah. technically I'm right, but in the spirit, I don't really think I'm right. Sure. Um, we were all super hopeful. We all said that there would be a Bayonetta 3 released. <laughs> no. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. 
Okay. For Final Fantasy VII Remake, Sean, uh, it, like how it was received, Sean said, we're uh, happy with what they get. So people will be happy with what they get with the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I said people will like it. And John said people will probably like it. We're all right. People yeah, will definitely like that game. People definitely <laughs> like it. Cyberpunk 2077. Sean, you said, well received. Uh, I said, well received. John said, well received. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, that's a big L. That's a big L. Yeah. Who could uh, have seen that? Gotta take that right. one on the chin, unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> Again, I do like it, and it's not. It's wrong. <laughs> that game is garbage. Half-Life Alex? question mark. Uh, Sean, you said good, so it would be good. Uh, I said it would probably be good, and John also said it would be probably be good. And then the last question that this sparked is, Sean, you asked, will you get, do you think you'll own VR by this time next year? And John said yes, and I said yes, and we are both incorrect. Oh, that, that Sean would have like VR or? Well, no, Sean asked us because it, oh. it was about Half-Life Alex, and then he said, like, are, do you think you either of you two will have a VR headset by the end of by this time next year? And we both said yes, and we're both wrong. <laughs> the funny thing was, I actually I also, went to go get one, and when I was yeah. looking online, everyone was like, "You should just wait for the next model." And then the next model wasn't being sold to Canada, so I'm like, "All right, well, fuck it, I'll just whenever." Yeah, so yeah. and I never completed it. <laughs> All right, so that's the predictions. That's it. All right, let's make some new ones. Let's do it. Um, does anyone have any off the bat? Otherwise, I'll, I'll pitch some some talking points. Let's carry no. over our famous, does the Switch get a new hardware revision? This time, I'm actually going to say yes. Switch hardware. Yeah, do, okay. I'm going to say yes as well. Do you want to be more specific of like, like maybe what gets enhanced? Like a feature or two? More, more power in general. It's just a more powerful Switch. Well, I mean, that's uh, of course. Oh, well, I, like, like I don't have anything else to add to it, really. Like, what am I? What am I expecting? Well, like, okay, like, then let me. Ask I'm not going to call okay, it. Do you this think, is like the Switch XL or something like that. Do you think the Switch Pro, whatever it's called, will be able to output 4K? Oh God, no! <laughs> I think it's too soon for Nintendo to do that. Do you think that, Sean? Should okay. I put that down for you? I guess I'll, I'll say sure. Yeah, I feel like that's a kind of becoming the standard. We've had that since the last generation at this point. 4K output. Okay. Um, and then this one, this is just kind of one I want. I want a bigger screen in handheld mode. I'll agree with that um, one. Mm. I'm guessing, John, say, you agree? Bigger screen? That seems like yeah. an easy thing that they could enhance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one, Bluetooth. I would love Bluetooth, so I'll just say they're going to add Bluetooth on it. Yeah, man. I like that idea, too. I'm taking it, too. I don't think they no. will. I'll say I like no it. on that one. <laughs> yeah. I actually would not be surprised if they didn't, because it seems like too much of a layup, but... <laughs> yeah. I think we should guess um, some new Smash characters again. Oh, God. How many characters do we even have left? Three? Yeah, so give three predictions. You can stick with the ones you, we all we got them all wrong. You could just put your three forward again, I guess. 
I still want Dante. I'm a, I'm still want Dante. So I'm just going to say Dante. See, I think they won't do Dante because they would have had the best opportunity to do it before when when five came out. Yeah. I feel like that's more of a want than actually expecting, though. Sure. Uh, I'm going to guess Spider-Man. Yeah, I was going to guess that, too, actually. Why is everyone talking about Spider-Man related to Smash? Why? I don't know. I just like Spider-Man. Oh, I thought there was an actual reason for other than just liking Spider-Man. No, I just I think for some reason Spider-Man could be there. I guess Spider-Man. Hmm. See, if they weren't doing like total guest characters, I would have said something like Paper Mario, but it feels like they're always guest characters now. I'm going to take well, a Min Min jump wasn't. and say Zagreus oh, right. from Hades. Oh, nice. That'd be so cool. I don't That'd think we're so going to get cool. any indie rep. I don't think it's going to be an indie dev. Yeah. All right. I have I could still down. see I could still uh, see Hollow uh not yeah, Hollow Knight or like Silk Song, one of those two. So, do you just want me to put Hollow Knight down for you? Yeah, just Hollow Knight is fine. So, um, Sean, you only have Spider-Man and Hollow Knight so far, and John, you only yeah, have I had Dante. another one on the top of my head. Put next to my Dante, uh, or at least someone from Capcom. That's so big, you can't say that. But that's still, like, <laughs> that's come so, on. like That's so big, that's so big! Well, then put it in my second okay. slot. I still think, I, th- I think Capcom's getting some rep in the last three slots. Yeah, it would be good. Uh... I'm just I'm just dragging right now on who in the world will be one of the last three. Because I'm thinking it's still one of them is going to be at least a Nintendo character. I think genuinely totally. one of the remaining three DLC characters will be a Nintendo character, but I can't think of who because we've Gino someone from at this uh, point. someone from Ring Fit Adventure. That's my guess. Oh, that would be that would be fun considering Wii Fit Trainer. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Put put in for my last slot someone from a Xenoblade game. Okay, they already have one, right? They have they, one they already. Have, they have Shulk. They just have Shulk. Shulk some, right. from the first yes, game. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Any other questions we should do, or like? Yeah, no. We, oh, oh, for sure. Is there one you want to pull have. forward, Paul? We kind of. Uh, let me look already. at the list here. Um. Okay, here, do we here's want to guess about here, Metroid Prime 4 ones. again? Sure, let's do Prime 4. <clears throat> Metroid Prime 4 question the question mark? is, do you think it resurfaces this year? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll say yes. I'll, I'll say no. I'll say yes, trailer only. Uh, You know what? I'm going to say uh, yes, but tied to new revision of of Switch. I'm a double down there. So you're, you, oh. so you're thinking it's, okay. it'll come out this year as well? Well, I'm, I'm going to say okay. if there's a new revision for the Switch, uh, then it's going to be a launch title for it. That's going to be what I'm going to say. Nice. nice. Nice prediction for sure. Okay. There, there would probably be something tied to it. Yeah. Nice. And then, Sean, you just said no, right? Straight up. <laughs> I'm going to say no, and, and here's my uh, thought process. Okay. If the pandemic hadn't happened, yes, but it got pushed oh, out of yeah. 2021. 
That's that's my thought process for saying no. I, I have no idea. All right. Uh, well, here's a good one. They fix cyberpunk. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> okay, so so the question, so I think the way we should format this is, you know, at the next predictions, are people positive or negative now about cyberpunk? Are people positive? Well, I'm going to do that as like a secondary question. So, will they fix cyberpunk? And then, I mean, tied to yes. that is the answer. People... The, will they fix it? Is yes because they like money. <laughs> sure. But I, my, I think the real question is, will they, yes. will they fix it completely by the end of the year? Because like, there's people saying they probably had a year, year and a half work left of that game. I I think yeah. it'll be fixed, and I think people will be positive about it. Like, it'll be in people's like good graces at that point, a year from now. I will optimistically agree with you. All right, so I have John as they'll fix Cyberpunk, but do you think people are going to be positive on it? Do I think people are going to be positive on it? Yeah. Gamers have a short memory span, so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. All right, what else did we have? Okay, here's one. Just okay. Do we have info on next part of FF7 remake. No. I agree. No. I'd say there's going to be interviews about it and they're going to be we're working on it and that's it, which we've already had those. So. Yeah. So I'm going to okay. say I'm going to say otherwise like no new trailers or anything like that. So I'll put for you nothing new. No. And then for Sean and I just straight up no. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be surprised if we even, like, heard about it. Okay, here's I'm one. I'm going to put this one forward for me and John. Do we own VR? <laughs> I can't I think John's maybe right on the edge, so. Oh, it's down what? to a maybe now? Okay. I thought you were, like, definitely a yes, because you were already, like, on the edge, ready to cash in hand. I don't know, man. All the shit happened this year with Oculus and needing a Facebook account to use it kind of soured my mood on VR. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I guess you just go with Vive, right? Yeah, Vive or what? What's uh, what's Steam's? Oh, that is Oculus again, isn't it? That's Quest. That's the Oculus index. Quest. Steam oh, the index. index, Steam Index. That's what I was thinking of. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. What did you say, Paul? Yes or no? Having him. I'm optimistically going to say yes. Okay. Because I'd rather and be... what did you say, John? Hmm? You can't say maybe. You gotta gotta say something. <sighs> this is probably the year I end up with one, so let's say yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, like, I, like I, someone, someone in chat mentioned uh, get the index then. Uh, index was the one I tried to buy that wasn't available in Canada at the time, so... Right on. Yeah. It's also, like, the most expensive one, I think, right now. <laughs> Yeah, that, well, that's why everyone was telling me to get. They're like, it's just it's about to come out. It's going to have the best lenses and everything. You might as well just go for it. And it's like, okay, yeah. okay. I got two predictions we can do. First right, one: do, do we see a like kind of Netflix style price increase to Game Pass? You know, they go up like two bucks every few years. So, any price increase to Game Pass? Yes. 
Oh wait, didn't they do one recently? I say yes as well. Uh, they did not do one recently at the start of the gen. Oh, that was a PC one. I'm thinking of. They did the PC one because it came out of beta. I think yes as well. I also let's go further. How many dollars? We'll we'll do American since it's usually American. Two bucks. Do you think it goes up right now? Two Two bucks. bucks? I think two bucks is is the right. Yeah, I would have guessed two as well. Yeah. I'm going to be cynical and say five. Five. Okay. Yeah, they're going to be putting it on a lot more mobile platforms. Like I could see them trying to justify that. Uh, next prediction one year from now is our, is anyone looking at any of the streaming services in like really positive light? Like it's not a joke, like stadia, like has any of them kind of gotten a foothold, whether it's any game now or Amazon question mark. Keep in mind game pass is part of that, right? Project uh, X cloud. Um, I feel like this year we were kind of on the cusp of it because people were home all the time. So, like, I'll say yes. Yeah? You think something is kind of well-regarded? Yeah, maybe. I'm going to say they definitely gained ground, but they're still not held in high regard. Not high in regard. Okay. I think think saying yes is just, just, let alone just Microsoft's Game Pass. Like, why not? I think that is already kind of giving me the answer. I think it's an easy one. So I'm going to say, yes, it is. It is well regarded. At least one of the services. Sure. People aren't just kind of laughing at it. Okay. Sure. All right. Let's do some like developer or, or like a game specific one. Um, we, we seem to like going with Bioware or EA. Yeah. Uh, do you think where's Mass Effect a year from now? Well, the, uh, the trilogy has come out, right? Yeah, the trilogy's the trilogy coming out has already year. come out. Yeah. So in terms of the next Mass Effect, where do you have we seen a trailer? I mean, we've already seen the trailer at Game Awards. OK, well, uh, I, I guess I was kind of thinking of like a more substantial trailer. That was like a teaser <laughs> a little bit. I'm going to say it definitely isn't out, uh, especially because I think Dragon Age is coming first. Uh, but I'm going to say it definitely oh, isn't know. out but new trailer at next game awards. Do you think we have gameplay for either of the two? I honestly think I I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if dragon age dropped at the very end of this year. So I would say dragon age is like a holiday release, but, uh, but no, just a, just a possibly a gameplay trailer for mass effect at next year's game awards. I like the, I like that you're tying it to the game awards. That, That seems like a good call. Um, I don't think either are going to come out, but I want to say. I'll say ga- I guess I'll say gameplay for both. We've seen we see gameplay for both. At some point this year. Mm. Dragon Age 4 just seems like it's always too far off, like they're always just doing these little like teasery things. Who knows? I'm going to agree with John. Not out new trailer for Mass Effect. Then. Probably the same. Uh. Not out, but Dragon Age will have gameplay, at least. So you're the same as me, then? Yeah, you and John said the same thing for Mass Effect. Not out, but Mass Effect, And then John said Dragon Age 4 is out. I said not out. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah, that's right. Uh, Let's pick another developer. One of you guys pick a developer. Wait, do they finally fix Anthem? 
Does uh, this no. keep rolling it forward? Yeah, no. I'm going to say agree. no. <laughs> okay. Uh, pick a developer. Hmm. Um, Maybe like a fighting game franchise or something? I don't, I'm spitballing. I'm going I'm to go big N. I'm going to go Nintendo. Let's bring out Nintendo. Here. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, they revive a dead franchise this year. Okay. Any thoughts on which one? That's the problem. The the list is so yeah. huge. I don't think I can narrow that down. Uh, just to be fair, I'm going to say a franchise that's had at least two games in it. So it's not me like, oh, hey, remember this game they made on the NES? Okay. Here's the sequel. Sure. I'm going to use a little meta knowledge about what just happened in the news and say Mario Strikers. Re- oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a what new sequel think? to Mario Strikers? But knowing Nintendo, it's just going to be Luigi's Mansion 4. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll guess that too. Luigi's Mansion 4. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I don't yeah, think it's going to be a e- Luigi's e- Mansion 4. time next level games announcement. Definitely. It, it's pointing towards it. All signs are pointing towards that. So E3 next level. Or like E3 time, because for all we know, E3 is not going to exist next year because it barely existed this year. Oh, sure. that's actually a question. That's another. We could, yeah. That's another good prediction uh, that we should Does we should E3 make. But let, let, let me answer my Nintendo ones first. I don't no. think we hear about <laughs> Luigi's Mansion Four. Okay, I no agree Luigi's with John. Mansion. A dead franchise with at least two games. We get some kind of new sequel or something too. Yeah. And the next one is: Is there an E3 2021? Yeah. So does E3 exist? I'm going to say no, but like people are still going to use that time frame to reveal and release stuff. That's what I'm saying. Was there anything this year that was specifically like under the E3 banner from the ESA or was it all just journalism? I think it was was like PC gaming shows, not ESA, right? No. Yeah. So like it was all stuff like that. It was all Jeff Keighley's, like, summer yeah. of games or whatever. Who will always be. Right, okay. Who will always have work. <laughs> Jeff Keighley will yeah. always have work. Yeah. So the basic question is, like, is it going to be an, a, re- a repeat of 2020's game of the, uh, sorry, E3? What, sorry? I'm going to say, so the, well, the question, well, the question is, it's kind of like, is the pandemic over by E3, Right. Right. And I think it's too soon for people to have conventions, so it would have to be a repeat of 2020's E3. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Like, PAX has a, a scheduled PAX East for June, and I don't think they're going to have it. It seems too soon. Like, I... Yeah. So, uh, for me, I guess I'll put cancelled, but not dead. Like, there'll be some, like, at least ESA will say... Hey, we have to cancel for this year. Tune in next year, whatever. Not just like yeah, that. yeah. We're that's done. basically what I'm thinking. In order, yeah, they're okay. just kind of gonna punt it again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay. Okay. We I kind of like the one in the chat. People are kind of guessing which um, convention might be first. What do you think the first convention? Let's say you know vaccines go well. People, for whatever reason, can interact. What do you think is the first? Do you think there is even going to be a convention that gets held this year? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. What do you think the first one might be? So you're kind of guessing at which, this rate, what, probably what? PAX West. You think PAX sure. West? So late August? 
I can see that. August, you guys are so much. Speaking like real Canadians up there with your not insane numbers of COVID cases. <laughs> yeah. Alberta's not doing the best. Alberta's not doing yeah. the best. Let me introduce you to America, where PAX West is. Um, PAX West, man. Give, give me a convention that's after PAX West. Tokyo Game Show. Oh, I'm yeah. going to say Tokyo Game Show is the first one, and I have okay. the benefit of it being in Japan and not the States. Wait, when's like Gamescom and stuff? That's usually August, isn't it? Or is that uh, September? Yeah. I think it's later. I think it's later. It's August. Or at least it was. Is it August? Okay. Oh, wait. Next year. Wednesday, August 25th. And yeah, it's almost the same weekend. It's a weekend before PAX normally would be. Keep in mind, though, like london they just got that new strain of covid they're in a, a level stage four of their three-stage lockdown <laughs> sure so they're not this doing take, too this hot takes either. place in cologne though for what that's worth but yeah right yeah i'm just just thinking of the area okay sure, so yeah, yeah. john said pax west i'm saying tokyo game show paul what's the first convention i'm gonna say Game gamescom convention. gamescom okay <clears throat> Paul, pick a developer, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. Developer, okay. Um, oh my god, Capcom from Soft Capcom. Okay, what does Capcom do next year? I mean, we know Monster Hunter is coming out in like two months, so. Is Monster Hunter Rise well-received? World was definitely well-received. That's that's my only thing is, like, so, I, I don't know a ton, but the last ones was huge, so I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I'll say yes as well. <laughs> is it worth it's, doing, like, a Street Fighter 6 prediction? So, new Street Fighter? Question mark? I'll put no, but do you want to say yes? I feel like I've been hearing people talking about possible new Street Fighter, so I'll say yes. Okay. It has been rumored for it's a announced. while. Yeah. What do you think? Does it get announced, John? Hang on, I'm checking something. I'm checking something on Street Fighter Five because I want to know if they finally finished all their DLC plans. Because if they did, then I'm definitely going to say yes. Oh, yeah. That's true. I don't actually know where to check that. Yeah, I like know nothing about what they've done for Street Fighter V, <laughs> honestly. It's the one Capcom franchise I don't keep any close eye on at all. On May 27th, 2020, Capcom announced that due to the positive reception of Championship Edition of Street Fighter V, they'll be releasing an additional fifth season for the game titled Season 5, in which they would add five additional characters along with three new stages. When was that announced to come out? All right, well, I'm going to put one close to my heart. Resident Evil Village... Well received. I'll say oh, I agree with that. Except people I'll loved seven. Yes. People loved the last two remakes. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying no to Street oh. Fighter Five because they've got a DLC roadmap okay. for Street Fighter Five until Fall 2021. So I'm saying no new Street Fighter. Okay, unless it's uh, like a want, want, is that? Do you want to have an opinion no. on Monster Hunter Rise, or do you not care? If Me, it's well care. received or whatever. Okay. Uh, what and about Resident Evil Village? That, uh... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm saying it's going to be good. 
but I also am going to okay. say it's the last one that they do in that first person style. Last one. Oh, I think. I, I mean, I think there's no way we'll know that in, until after Village, but I think you're wrong. I think they do both of them going forward because why not? They have two successful strategies. I think we delete that Street Fighter Six one since John kind of debunked it with a roadmap leading into 2021. Okay, done. It's gone. Uh, here's All one right. that I is personal to me. Any new Mega Man thing? Question mark. Yes. I'm gonna put no. <laughs> when, I'll actually say eleven yes. was the last one, right? Okay. Okay. Eleven was the last one. Yes. And there was rumors that something Mega Man X related is in the works, but no one knows anything about it. Oh, then I'm going to say yes. I didn't know there was a rumor going around. Uh, Just like how the Mega Man Man collection teased uh, concept art for Mega Man 11, I think there was something similar in the X collections for X. But there's definitely, there is a studio trying to get an X game off the ground. I just don't know if they're going to succeed because Capcom is Capcom. Should I make the distinction? Note, like, this doesn't count, like, a legacy collection thing? Like, a new yes, product? Yes, yeah. because sure. I can almost guarantee yeah. we're going to get either a Battle Network one or a Legends right. one this year. Right. I just want... I should put it down in writing, because we'll probably argue it otherwise. I'm not going to predict on this one. I I don't know enough. Okay. Sure. And then, John, what was your Mega Man prediction? Uh, yes, there'll be a new game. Okay. All right, I'm going to cap it there because I have to go to the bathroom so badly. <laughs> um, so that's going to do the show, right? There wasn't anything else that we had to touch on? I don't think so. Okay, we did so. it. We made it to the end. Thank you, everybody, for listening and hanging with us for all of 2020 and you know, keep coming back for 2021. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Thanks to all of our patrons who made the Patreon possible this last year and that is continuing to fund us into the next year. That's really great. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. Um, next week, uh, we'll be back to the regular schedule. That means we'll be doing questions. If you would like to send in questions, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. Um, what, Hey, what was your game of the week? Oh, I have uh, 10. I could tell you uh, of the week, not of the year of the week. <laughs> I played them all this week. week. Uh, mine's Gears 5 because I played that new DLC. I'll talk about it more next week. How did I even play this week? Uh, yeah. Honestly, I don't even know what I played this week. Shot and Seven Sirens. Okay, Paul, you're the only one who has an answer. Are you going to continue not answering or are you going to say something? I'm going to continue not answering. <laughs> Tune in next year. All right. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in and uh, goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Happy New Year. Thank you.